It's time for Mac Break Weekly. There is a big leak of uh, the iOS 14. It is uh, was leaked out of Apple. 9 to 5 Mac has broken it all down. You'll be amazed at the amount of features. Uh, as uh, Micah Sargent said on iOS today, it's kind of like WWDC all jammed into about an hour. Speaking of WWDC, we talk about whether it might be canceled. There's reason to think it it might be. It was never announced, so I don't know if you, how you can cancel it. And we'll celebrate International Women's Day. It's all coming up next on MacBreak Weekly. MacBreak Weekly comes to you from Twit's LastPass Studios. You're focused on security, but are your employees? LastPass can ensure they are by making access and authentication seamless. Visit lastpass.com slash twit to learn more. Podcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. This is Mac Break Weekly, episode 704. Recorded Tuesday, March 10th, 2020. Bagel Philanthropy. Mac Break Weekly is brought to you by LastPass. From access to authentication to passwords, LastPass manages every entry point to your business so you can mitigate risk while improving employee productivity. Visit lastpass.com twit to find out how they can help you. And by Health IQ. Health IQ uses science and data to secure lower life insurance rates for healthy people like you. To see if you qualify, go to healthiq.com slash MacBreak and take the Health IQ quiz. It could help you save up to 41% on your life insurance premiums compared to other providers. And by Hover. Use a domain name that truly represents you and your passion. Visit hover.com slash twit to get 10% off your first purchase on any domain extension for the entire first year. It's time for Mac Break Weekly. Let's talk Apple, and there is a lot to talk about this week. My goodness. Uh, joining us from Sacramento in her uh, in her pink lair, Lori Gill, managing editor, imore.com. Is the house pink? You should have a pink house. The house is bright yellow, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. even better. Even better. Yeah, it goes yeah. well with pink. Uh, yeah. Her hair is pink, for those just listening, and it's beautiful. In fact, oh, I think Alex you. Lindsay said he wished he, he could have your hair. I, I was thinking, I'll, I'll help you out with that. Okay, great. I was thinking pink <laughs> with some blue streaks. Blue oh, yeah. Yeah, that would look good. I like yeah. them all. I like yeah. the hair that changes colors uh, at different angles, no matter what angle. Yeah, I was thinking, uh, my, my kids really wanted a mohawk. <laughs> they suggested a mohawk, and I said, I don't know if I can go on air with It'd that. It'd be great for TikTok. I said, just don't put stuff in it. On the show days, and it'll just look like a shortcut, and then and then you can I'm stick just it up. Saying, it'd be great for TikTok. It Alex Lindsay, O nine O Media, at O nine O dot Media. He is Alex Lindsay on the Twitter. And thank you for coming to St. Louis. I had such a great time. Well, it was a death-defying act, but we did it. We flew to St. Louis. <laughs> we survived. Survived. Well, so far, so far. Right. Uh, Fourteen days, we'll know. I think they said now five days. Is it you, you should well av on average you get five days. It could be longer, but on right. average you'll have symptoms. And it's been five days, right? It was Thursday. Yeah, yeah I, I think we're fine. We skated, baby. What an amazing place! We were at Worldwide Technology, one of our sponsors in St. Louis. I was really impressed. I was very impressed. It was a great tour, um, yeah. and just just an amazing location yeah. and amazing services. I, I, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, we had a great time. Yeah. So that is now a Twit Live uh, event. Uh, it's in our Twit news feed, I think, right? Which feed is it? A news or events? I can't events. Remember. Events. So twit.tv slash events. It was a panel discussion on the future of tech in the cloud. As someone who does a lot of walkthroughs, it's a really nice theater. Oh, 
And by the way, Heil Mike's or Heil, Heil stands yeah, yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. That impressed the heck out of me. They yeah, have good taste yeah, in the microphones. Absolutely. And yeah, they shot it. It was a multi-camera shoot, and they knew what they were doing. They, yeah. I mean, they, it was well done. Yep. I thought. So yeah, there's those Heil Mike's. So if you uh, if you're interested in the cloud, and we had some great anecdotes, great stories. Mary Jo Foley, Alex Lindsay. That's Mike Doroche on the right from Gartner. He'll be on Twit soon. He was a talker. He's he's good. He was great. Yeah. And he also he lives in Chicago and makes his own pickles. And he used to tour with. It. He used to be the the Dead's tour the Dead's manager. Tour manager. Amazing. He, Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's done a lot in life. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's lived a full life. <laughs> Yeah, worked yeah. at IBM. That's an interesting yeah. contrast. Yeah. yeah, exactly. First at the Dead's Tour. No, I think it was IBM first, then mm. the Dead's Tour manager. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that is Andy Anako to my right from uh, Boston Public Radio. Hello, Andrew. Hello. Boy, that guy must know how to get drugs in all kinds of situations. <laughs> That's a that's a skill you got to cultivate. They he, don't teach you that in in, in sound sound he, engineering school. He was or do they? he worked with the dead in the ni early nineties for a couple of years managing their tours. Okay, which, so so okay, so high blood pressure medication. <laughs> uh, tour, no, he like wasn't that. in his nineties. It was the right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, got it. Uh, and uh, also with us all the way from Montreal, home of the last great bagel. <laughs> it is Mr. Rene Ritchie from imore .com. Hi, Rene. It's true. The last two great. Bagel, St. Vitor, and uh, what's the other one? Oh, God, I'm going to get my citizenship Is it Fontainebleau? Uh, oh, um, oh, I'm blanking out on it. Oh, St. Vitor and... Yeah. Well, I, no, you have to excuse me because we have freezing rain, and that means the power goes on and off all night. And because I have smart accessories, they come on whenever the oh, power been comes up, back you've on. You've been up and on all night? And oh UPSs, so it's like Hue lights and <laughs> beep, 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 just like every 15, 20 minutes and... Yeah, I'm, I'm back in the stone. Is is is, is, is uh, Saint Viateur still open? Because I the last I yes. saw, there were there were under threats in a variety of different ways. One Fairmount, yeah. The Fair other man. the the both of them are are uh, uh, wood fired ovens, and the, the, the yes. Montreal was going to shut that down. And then they last year they, they said they got a rent hike and they were going to close, which was uh, probably they were saved by the, uh, the bagel philanthropists. Yes. Yeah, I would hope. What would we do? I mean, it's a national treasure. Bagel philanthropy. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of big hearts there in the bagel community. I don't think that's, that's been reported enough. No. One I of my favorite stories, and I don't know if it's apocryphal, but I believe it's accurate, is that the, the factory that makes the cheese curds for Putin had a fire and couldn't produce. And because that was a national disaster, other cheese factories donated capacity so that our cheese curds <laughs> could That's so Canada. That's so Canada. God they, bless it. Did they apologize that they didn't do it fast? Uh, we're sorry. We'll help. We're sorry. Yeah. Speaking so sorry. of Canada, I just... Crisis, they always find a way. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking okay, of Canada, I just got off the phone with Ray Maxwell, our second favorite Canadian after uh, you, Renee. Ray used to do a show on the network, which was a great show called Maxwell's House. In fact, all the old episodes are still online, worth watching. But he's a, color, a professional color scientist. In fact, he was the guy who explained to me there's no such color as magenta. I think it's magenta there's no such color as. Uh, it's, fake. Any, it's, fake. it's fake. It's a made-up color. Today they were saying that brown is fake. They said it's just orange with context. I don't know anything. <laughs> color any part of the also true. <laughs> In any event, uh, Ray happens to have a Mac Pro. He's the only person I know besides Marquez Brownlee who owns a Mac Pro. Marquez is going to be on Twit on Sunday, nice. but I'm going to have Ray do uh, our hands-on tech review of the Mac Pro. He has a lot to say, and because he's a color scientist, he says the XDR display is a color scientist's dream. 
I said, did you get the entry level? He said, no, I kind of got the mid-range. And then he told me he got the 32 terabyte Promise RAID in it. Yeah. 32 terabytes. Well, he, he shoots a video with his DJI Phantom uh, 6K video with that, that X7 camera. He, uh, he's, a, of course, a great photographer, does medium format stuff, too. He's really So maybe he needs all those. But he said he discovered the first flaw in the Mac Pro, that 32 terabyte RAID array by Promise is cooled by Apple. And he said there was a little, maybe some miscommunication. It overheated on day two. And he contacted Apple and he said that they updated Mac OS in 15.3, uh, uh, I guess it was. Uh, OS 10 has uh, the fan speed goes up a little bit. If I have to admit, I'm religious about not putting my drives in my. I, I wouldn't put it inside. I have like just the, the yeah. drive in the computer for me is always the apps. You know, the apps and the OS and everything else, and then you have an Everything's external. external. That way, if something goes wrong with the computer, all I have to do is send the computer in, and I'm right. not sending all my data and everything else. It's tempting, else, though, because you have all that room in yeah. the Mac Pro case. You have all those bays. Yeah. It's got to be tempting. It is tempting. Don't. 32 tempt. terabytes. <laughs> wow. Wow. I don't know if you saw the Verge review, but they, they basically loaded it up and then ran every Adobe application possible and said, oh, Adobe's not optimized for the Mac Pro. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Not optimized because of the graphics. It doesn't drivers? use the GPU. Yeah. That's sad. Well, I'm sure it'll have a lot to say. That'll be a good hands on tech. That's got that's coming up. We're gonna arrange a date to uh, get ready to review the Mac Odd Pro and the XDR. Oddly enough. Are you gonna uh, have them open up a bunch of Chrome tabs and see how many no. it takes yeah. to shut it down? So this guy's a real you know, he's a real user. Odd, oddly enough, the Apple apps seem to take full advantage of the computer. Oh, what a surprise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> surprise. Too bad aperture's gone. You, uh, well, I you saw, can run it. I know. I, I saw 32 that. Thirty-two bit, but you can uh, run it. Yeah. Has anyone tried running Flash yeah. on these computers? That would be. That would be interesting. <laughs> that would. I don't it think it can handle almost it. as much as a Chrome tab. Yeah, almost as much power as a Chrome tab. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I just thought a little shout out. I've been, I, I got an email the other day from a guy who said, "Whatever happened to Ray Maxwell? I loved that show, Maxwell's House." Great. Um, I okay. Last on Sunday, Twit was like three quarters. COVID-19. I'm not going to do that to you, but there is some <laughs> coronavirus news. We'll just give it to you. We'll get it out of the way. Very, very relevant this week, yes. Well, yeah, it's probably going to get relevant. It's relevant every week yeah, right now. Yeah, before it stops getting relevant. Um, bunch of stories uh, in the Kofivi 19 column. Um, Tim Cook outlines measures. He sent a, 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 an internal memo outlining measures that Apple's taking in response uh, to the global what may be a pandemic, um, work from home. He says this is a challenging moment, unprecedented event. Please feel, he told employees at several global offices, I imagine Italy's one of them, please feel free to work remotely if your job allows. That's got to be tough if your job doesn't allow. Yeah. Do you go in anyway and take a chance? Or? Well, if your job allows, I think you get a large percentage of people able to, able to work remotely for at least some period of time. Certainly, yeah. coders can the, the, work. The hard part, home. I think, is that it's not the really design cultural. lab is hard. Yeah, it's culturally yeah. not. You know, most people at Apple go into work. You know, so it's a different, different culture. For so that. his, po yeah, because and I think this is what something we discovered is that people who work at home often aren't doing much. <laughs> it's well, hard. It's hard. To get I'm it's sorry, Laurie, but it's true. <laughs> no, no, it's not true. You it's just have true. the wrong people Wait, working maybe for you. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> it does take a, it, it takes a, a mentality, you know, I think that yeah, uh, to, it to do it where you, I actually do more work at home because I'm not spending the time driving and I'm not spending, you know, and I work, I get up in the morning and start working and then I work all the way into the evening and 
there's little stops in the middle, but it's not. It's just a different kind of work, um, and and also you have to be really good at being um, uh, visible to the folks that you're working with. That's you know, that's, that's the, the problem thing. is is if we can't see what you're doing and there's no obvious output, right. then we just can't tell. Yep, exactly. if you're doing My problem anything. is they don't stop. Like wake up, start yeah. working. Yeah, yeah. Working, you, you both of you, you and yeah. Lori, both have output. You've got vector. You've got articles. You've got editing. Yeah. Um, but if, Easier we, to see if we have production. a sales, like my son, I'll use as an example, who is working home on Fridays doing sales, you know, right. sales, there's no clear output. You either make sales or you don't. Right. Um, so that's, and I think that's, anyway, uh, this policy at well, Apple. I had a remarkable conversation, Leo, where I, talk, I was talking to an analyst and they said, well, start preparing for a baby boom because after a lot of, oh, of disasters, what do people do when they stay home? home. We have we have baby booms, so start getting start investing in all those packaged consumer packaged goods. So I am the uh, I am the last baby boom. It was post war. All the GIs came home, and suddenly there were a lot of babies. Nine months later, yep. Uh, and you have the Gen Xers, which were the next the next. Was that a boom? They were the children of the booms. So they yeah, were, so that was a little less. I was, I was, I was, that was like the Gen ripples X. coming off of the baby boom. Yeah, but yeah, well, this also could be interesting. Then, then well, um, the millennials came from uh, when Seinfeld uh, ended, and now people had nothing to do on Thursday nights. <laughs> <laughs> Seinfeld and Luna was a double win. <laughs> yeah. So. Cook's memo said this applies to corporate offices in the Santa Clara Valley, where there that is probably uh, outside of Seattle, the West Coast's hot spot. Mm -hmm. uh, Elk Grove, which is also in California, Seattle, South Korea, Japan, Italy, Germany, France, Switzerland, and the UK. Cook said Apple's making a this is interesting a major effort to reduce human density and ensure those teams that are on site can do their work safely and with peace of mind. And whether in other words, spread out. Because mm -hmm. social distancing is another way to reduce um, uh, infection. Apple's implementing, quote, new efforts to maximize interpersonal space and continuing enhanced deep cleanings. Now, one thing we didn't hear about is WWDC, although, and I don't know if this will be germane, but apparently Santa Clara County, which is where Apple yeah. is, has banned uh, mass gatherings. Well, they, they've for a couple on, weeks on, on, on Thursday. Was it a ban or was it just advisory? They they released a, a along with a ban. A, a, a ban was a ban. yesterday. Okay. okay, that was um, I was I know that on Thursday they did a very very long memo, basically not saying not saying Apple, but saying Apple. We're encouraging <laughs> you. We're encouraging large mass scheduled last mass gatherings to be postponed or canceled. Yes, kind of a hint. Um, I think it's only for two weeks, right? It's a short-term ban, and they're going to reassess in a couple weeks. Yeah, if the virus goes away in two weeks, they can uh, have WWDC. So yeah, that, you know, well, maybe can, that, that gets well, the event off the calendar, and it probably yeah. gets Google I/O, which has already been canceled. And yeah, then, well, F8, yeah. Facebook's well, developer conference, yeah. Google I/O, Google's mm -hmm. developer conference, both canceled. South by Southwest. Um, South conference. by Southwest. Yep. That was Austin saying we don't, we really don't want all those people coming down here. Right, and that's going to be disastrous yep. for. I mean, a lot of these for the, you know, like for instance. Well, that's the thing. It's a big economic hit for a city to take, but at the same time, well, what do you do? Say, oh, we need the restaurants business, but everybody can get sick you can't do that either no no i think it's it's hard like for instance nab has not the conference that i go to probably more than any other one um has not canceled yet vegas is not gonna say don't come to vegas well the, and even I if they should I, my guess is the commitment for lvcc is between 10 and 20 million dollars and so it's not like and so they have to have lvcc release that's las vegas convention center release nab before nab is going to be able to release 
the exhibitors, you know, like there's a, you know, otherwise they'll, they'll never like dominate NAB. So, you know, having people cancel, like, so Ross is canceled, AJA is canceled. Um, there's a bunch of other people that are not going. In fact, the Ross one is a 40 by 40 booth in the center of the South What's Hall. What's Ross? I've never heard of them. What do they They make? do, um, they, they're kind of between, no, they'll hate, I'm going to get in a lot of trouble from Ross to say this, but but they are they are between Black Magic and Grass Valley. So Grass okay. Valley is like the so a little higher level high end, than Grass than Black Magic, a little lower end than Grass Valley. More expensive in price range, yeah. you know, and and definitely there's a lot of feature sets that they have that are really good. But they're usually considered like oh I can't afford a Grass Valley, so I'll you know then they go to Ross, and Ross has got really great stuff um but the uh but they're kind of in that that niche um and they're really big and they do a lot of infrastructure how many people go to wwdc because santa clara it's says like 100 i want to say one hundred and fifty thousand. okay so that's that definitely is above the cap they yeah. say anything more than a thousand people is banned so that like pretty WWDC? much pardon me there's seven thousand oh, tickets and then you see wwc or nab nab is wwdc is five thousand okay but it's so i think that means whether Apple announces it or not, that means there's no Dub Dub. Well, they have, they've only yeah. announced this for a few weeks, and and Dub Dub is traditionally in June. So, but yeah, the good news is Apple hasn't canceled anything yet because they never announced it. There's nothing to cancel, right? Yeah, but that but true. that does but that does put a lot of pressure on them. The fact that all these other conferences, uh, uh, Google I/O is just one month before, actually just a few weeks before WWDC, and so if Google is saying that out of a plurality, uh, out of out of an abundance of caution, we're canceling the lots of humans getting together and right. and exchanging exchanging uh, handshakes part of it. What does Apple say that we think that in two and a half to three weeks it's going to be better, or we think that we can organ we can organize and run it in a way that is not going to create a health problem? But like, but just just like Alex said, they haven't announced anything yet, so they ha they haven't canceled anything yet. And also a lot of companies are instituting travel bans, especially the bigger ones. Like you're yep. just not allowed to travel. They don't want to take on like the health. Yes, they're worried about the health, but also the risk uh, of anything happening to you and them being held liable is uh, is just a showstopper for them. Apple. And the, just, just the difficulty of getting of moving people around, whether uh, whether companies are doing travel bans or not. Just how, how, uh, All right. a lot of people but are not going to. I'm going to move through this quickly because otherwise it's going to be the coronavirus show. Apple is giving retail <laughs> and hourly employees. Unlimited sync leave. This is something every company in the co in this country should do. I know a lot can't afford yes. to, but right. that's the right. And Apple certainly can. That's the right thing to do. Hourly employees shouldn't feel like they have to come in right. and risk, you know, illness or if they're ill, come in. And that's the real risk because and they can't afford not to. especially dangerous for Apple because they've been on this huge open concept design push for yeah. a decade. Like yeah. everything is open for them. Yeah. First uh, coronavirus case uh, with an Apple employee in Ireland on the Cork campus. You reported uh, that one uh, on imore.com with the headline, uh-oh. <laughs> uh, That's all Stephen. <laughs> yeah, Stephen Warwick. Well done. Uh-oh. Uh, does he get to write the thing above the headline? He does. He's, okay. he's super talented. <laughs> he's pretty clever. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen's amazing. Uh, as far as coronavirus-related apps, uh, the problem, there's so many uh, people jumping on this. It's a gold mine on Reddit and elsewhere with f fake cures and so forth, Facebook. Uh, Apple has is reportedly this is from Business Insider rejecting any coronavirus related app rather than trying to figure out whether this is valid or not if it doesn't come from an established health organization. Turns out that if you cover yourself in honey, people will stay away from you, but not. Do, is that is somebody actually saying that, or is that you just made that, just up? Made that up? I would There's be surprised. Bit, but, you know, YouTube is demonetizing anything with coronavirus, Good. whether you say it or show the name. So like, they want to right. de-emphasize that as well. Good. 
uh, demand in China for iPhones cut in half, down to five hundred thousand last month. Right. Yeah. Uh, Huawei too. A bunch of the Chinese vendors as well are reporting significant yeah. sales downs. Uh, let's talk about the next uh, iPhone. There, you know, was rumor Apple would make an announcement this month uh, for the whatever it is, the iPhone nine, the SE two. I think you, you have problems with production. You also have problems with just going to China to meet with people. Right. So I think uh, and also, John Prosser was reporting that they don't want to launch an iPhone and have a bunch of people flood a store right now. So they're happier to wait while the yeah. hopefully the economy will warm up again. But also, it'll be safer for people to start going in and buying again. I have to yeah, say, it, if, it, go ahead. If, I'm just saying, yeah. If if there are if if the market is already down, why introduce a new phone if you have the option of delaying it for a time when people are in the summer? People are going to be more apt to go out and spend a lot of that money that they have not been spending in in lots of activities of the past three months. So yeah, this is just smart. The today at Apple sessions in the San Francisco Bay Area and Seattle stores canceled. Yeah. Uh, they also reduced capacity at store events, another way of reducing the risk of uh, infection. Uh, Apple had already pulled out of South by Southwest. They've also canceled uh, the premieres, the Apple TV premieres they were planning yeah. at South by Southwest. It's uh, been a huge hit. I, I have a lot of folks that I know that have, that do huge activations at South by Southwest, and they're all that's running around hit. trying to figure out how yeah, we're the economic hit is kind out. of hard to yeah. overestimate. Right. You know, we're we're seeing ad sales disappear. Right. Uh, for Q2. Which is funny because that's the exact opposite thing you want to do. You, this is the time. To, <laughs> right. yeah. Everybody's going to be listening to a lot more podcasts. <laughs> yeah. uh, and you know, I wish they, I could convince them of that. That's what they call leaning back on your skis. Yeah. <laughs> Lean back, you, you know, yeah. start losing control. Yeah. Well, the people do that, though. And I, I, we, I've seen this in other academic downturns. Although I remember 2008, after the crash, uh, that, was the, that was when Twit uh, boomed. Uh, because for some reason people started uh, doing a lot of advertising. Maybe they were trying to recover those lost sales. We would we doubled for years after that. I mean, because everyone was trying to figure out how to live stream. Yeah, which is what yeah. they're doing now. Actually, this is really good for 090, right? A I mean, of, it, a lot of calls. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure most of those developer conferences will be live streamed at this point. That's what Google's planning to do with I/O. Yeah, yeah. It's a big opportunity for Microsoft and Google now, especially since they're wisely giving away their their, their higher end uh, video conferencing and live streaming uh, tools for enterprise for free, at least uh, through the summer. Market has been bad for, I mean, another economic thing that doesn't hit everybody, but it does hit some people if you're an investor. Uh, bad for a coronavirus, bad for Apple. A hundred billion dollars in value lost on uh, Monday. Uh, the stock market went down a record amount, 2,000 points to Dow, yeah. down 8% slump. Uh, that's it's a bad lot of value. if you have value. to pull money out. If, you're, if you can ride right. through it, it'll be good for you. But it, if, it's bad if you... Well, and that's the sad thing. Out. I mean, I find myself uh, starting to look at, oh, I got to you know, get some liquidity because you know, money's going to be tight. And this is exactly the worst time to try to yeah. get liquidity. Right. I would love to keep let it let it ride. Um, Han Hai, Foxconn, says... And I think this is disinformation. We're going to have our plants back to normal this month. Uh, I think that's a lot like saying, it's oh, optimistic. everything's, it's all better. All done. Right. Uh, I'm bleeding. I'm very badly hurt, but I'm still alive. <laughs> I'm alive. I'm not dead yet. Not dead yet. All right. That's the, uh, let's see, did I get it? Oh, uh, one more thing coronavirus related. And I didn't realize this. Last week I showed how to use a Clorox disinfecting wipe to clean your iPhone and said, you know, Evidence is that uh, some viruses can, including coronavirus, can last as long as nine days on a glass surface. 
who knew, but your iPhone, any phone is going to be, you know, you're touching it all mm -hmm. the time, a potential source of infection. So disinfect it. Little did I know that that actually was not recommended by Apple at the time. Because they were afraid. But then they saw you and they were like, well, they said, well Leo did it. Yeah, <laughs> because they were afraid that the oleophobic coating that resists fingerprints would be destroyed. Right. Uh, Apple has changed that. They've added, in fact, by name, Clorox wipes to the list yeah. of things you can do with your oh, phone. Bless Joanna Stern. And then, God bless Joanna Stern, <laughs> who, who took a carpal tunnel hit this week. She took an iPhone 8, brand new iPhone 8, taped half of it off. And then wiped the other half with disinfecting wipes 1,095 times. She had a little clicker. 1,095 <laughs> times. And uh, which she said, well, that's about th once a day for three years. No disruption of the oleophobic coating at all. Indistinguishable. She said she can't say the same for the bathroom cleaner she used on it. <laughs> I don't know if she was joking <laughs> or not, but that was the last line. Acid. Yeah, it but, but it's okay yeah, to use a, a Clorox wipe, a disinfecting wipe, or Lysol wipe on your iPhone. Apple says it's okay. And probably a good idea. I never even yep. thought about this. That's the good... The upside of this is we're learning a little bit more about hygiene. We'll, yeah. we'll be better hands, prepared. Like animals. Yeah. <laughs> Again, 20, 25 to 35 million flu deaths every single year, just, about, just as a matter of course. So right. hopefully this will cut that number down next year. Next year, yeah. Although, if this is anything like the uh, Spanish flu, it is going to come back with a vengeance in the fall if it goes away this summer. Yeah, no, next year could be more intense than this year, right. and, and they're not going to have no a, vaccines. No still. vaccine till yeah. twenty twenty one. Okay, that's enough coronavirus. Thank you for putting up with that. <laughs> I, I, you know, a number of people said, "What is this? The coronavirus report?" But it, but it is impacting <laughs> as it is everything else. It's impacting tech heavily. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, yes. and Apple heavily. So we thought we better better talk about it. I think there are some people who say, "Oh, it's just." I had a guy call the radio show. Said, "It's all the media. It's all overblown. That's uh, just <laughs> sensationalistic headlines." I said, "Oh, okay. Are you a physician?" He said, "No, I'm a piano tuner." I said, "Well, <laughs> thank you for your input." <laughs> but five G is going to kill you. That's not going to kill you. According to the piano tuners, it's nothing to worry about, folks. Uh, <laughs> Okay, we have actually. There's a lot of news, including massive leaks. Uh, I guess it's the beta of iOS 14, and people have been not, not the beta, one of the internal builds. Oh, it's not the official beta; it's an internal build leaked yeah. out. Should we not do and this my story? Guess, no, my guess is what like if story. it's what I think it is, an internal build leaks out, and because if you're outside Apple, you can't actually load that on a device. They're they're spelunking through the code to try to see what they can find. We and call it Steve Trotton smithing the these days. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I mean, fair. He's a trailblazer in reverse engineering. It's so what they're basically doing is reverse engineering and finding what features Looking they can. Looking at the source. Well, we'll talk, you know, we'll talk about it. I mean, we, you know, why yeah. not? Uh, we may not have this phone, but at least we can see what we're not getting <laughs> in, in just a second. Also, a great uh, Jean-Louis Gasset piece on the arm mac and how it might be more doable than we thought that's coming up in just a little bit on mac break weekly first word from our sponsor last pass just because you're stuck at home doesn't mean you don't need to have better hygiene with your passwords password hygiene that's what we're talking about today if you're reusing passwords uh oh problem just think about it and by the way most people do uh but the problem is if you reuse a password if there's a breach on one of those sites, then all of the sites have been compromised. LastPass is the way to fix it. A password vault that generates long, strong, unique passwords for every single place you visit, every app you use, keeps track of them so you don't have to, keeps them safe, encrypted on your device. No one can see it, not even LastPass. 
No one gets your master password. And if you're in business, you know your employees don't have good hygiene. You got you to gotta do it for them. That's why we use LastPass Enterprise here at Twit. We, in fact, give LastPass as a benefit of employee to every single employee because we want them to have that security. Securing every access point in your business, you know that. It's critical. But it's challenging for IT to improve security without having employees get upset or impacting productivity. That's what LastPass does so well. It gives you a great balance of strong security that's also easy for your employees to use and manage. And that's key. If it's not easy to use, they won't use it. So you got to have something they like. With LastPass, employees benefit from a solution that's easy to use, and yet your IT department maintains control over every login. LastPass has a number of solutions for businesses. LastPass Identity, that unifies password management. Single Sign-On is fantastic. Over 1,200 SSO apps with, with, by the way, with training for each of them so your employees can learn how to use them. And then they love it because it's so easy. It's easier than passwords. And biometric multi-factor authentication. I love that because it means it's not just the face ID or the touch ID or the dongle. It's geolocation. It's IP addresses. A bunch of extra information that authenticates that person is the person they say they are. Adaptive authentication combines biometric and context to prove a user's identity. No more passwords because you can use these biometrics and integrations and SSO to streamline access to applications without ever typing a single character. That's honestly, that's one of the best things you could do for security. And with LastPass, you could secure every access point from web applications to workstations to the VPN, manage every access point in your business. You deploy it instantly. You have absolute control. You can set over 100 password policies. We say, you know, password length. We also require a second factor. But that's at the organizational level. And you can even have different requirements for different departments and different users. LastPass is the gold standard. In fact, they have world-class third-party security firms conducting routine audits all the time to verify that their service and their infrastructure is absolutely secure. That's what you need. I, after 10 years now of using LastPass, me too. I, I just can't imagine operating no. without it. You it's know, the first I, thing I, I install personally or in the company. Yeah. Being able to like send someone access to a page but not send them the password and just just put it in a folder where they can. It'll I auto, love that. They just get in. dots. They just get dots, and and and, it's, and and also with everything now, I don't try to think up a new password. I just go, just give me a 20, 20 character hash with all the all the bells and whistles, the special characters and numbers and everything else, and then I just have to remember, you know, I have a lot of security around, you know, logging in. It's good. Lastpass.com/slash/twit. Start your journey today. Find out how they can help you in your business. I just uh, I just put Linux on this. Windows machine, of course. The first thing I install, LastPass. It really saw so it so it solves the whole thing. Yep, you know, gets it all done. LastPass.com/slash/twit. <sighs> okay, let's get some Apple news. Do <laughs> uh, you want to talk? Should we should we talk about the the uh, the developer? Because sure. yeah. I think that there's a yeah, there's a lot to <laughs> say. This is iOS 14. Uh, mouse. Support first class. We should just support. point out though that like this is an iOS 14, like basically like an alpha, like an internal build. That yeah. and this stuff may or may not be present when it actually goes into beta. Yeah, I think the only lesson is this: Apple's looking at it, they've coded it in, but yeah. it doesn't mean it'll come out in 14. Right. They may say after trying it, yeah, this isn't good. It may never come and out. And we don't want it to. Like if it's buggy, please don't right. do that this year. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> it does wait. show you what Apple's thinking about. 
Yeah. Uh, the, we had seen a rumor that there'd be new uh, smart keyboards with trackpads. That apparently is ju is validated in the code. Yep. And mouse cursor support is first class has moved out of accessibility. So um, I don't know if I like that. I don't know if I want a mouse on my iPad. Oh, that that's oh. huge. Arrow that, keys on your Mac, Leo. If if, uh. if you're if you're gonna justify a thousand dollars for an iPad Pro and for a lot of I have I was able to justify a thousand dollars for an iPad Pro as is you really are gonna have to beef up you really gonna have to make it uh, functionally and convenience wise competitive with any notebook you can buy for five or six hundred dollars and the ability to navigate between apps the ability to uh, take advantage of of uh, having uh, multiple apps open at the same time just by simply moving moving your focus from one place to another and also moving data from one place to another. The absence of a trackpad is just absolutely right. huge. And if Apple decides to do it in a way that's not just we are it we uh, not just hey this is an accessibility feature that we decided to just cut copy and paste it into the main uh, main UI. Uh, if they do it better than that, that is going to be a huge huge move forward for the iPad and also dare I say it, a step forward for iOS's ability to one day supplant uh, the Mac as as a consumer desktop yeah. offering system. I mean, it can't they'll, do that until you have Pointer. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, well, the they'll, thing, they'll, like they'll, always, they'll always be pro. Always be pro, but in terms of people coming in to spend a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars for a Mac or for for a computer, this is what will allow Apple two or three or four years from now to say, "Hey, well, we do have a MacBook Pro, but those are mostly for people who are doing four K and eight K and sixteen K editing. Uh, but, but maybe you should just take a look at this iPad instead." Yeah. Well, and and I am using. Go ahead. Or, go ahead. Go ahead, Renee, and then then you, Alex. Oh no, I was just going to say. My understanding is that this started off sincerely as an accessibility feature, where they had people who just had trouble using uh, the multi-touch, and they have access to mouse and trackpad, so they enabled it as part of assistive touch, almost like a, a, an addition to the Switch system. And it, they didn't even announce it at the keynote. Like it wasn't one of the features that Craig Federighi went over when he announced iPad OS. It was really meant. It came from the accessibility team, was meant as an accessibility feature, but the idea of this was is also living in the main OS team, and this is a different implementation than the one that's baked into accessibility, and it's meant to be a first-class citizen. And the thinking is sort of like, you know, Steve Jobs wouldn't allow arrow keys on the original Mac because he wanted, he didn't want people to just use arrow keys and never learn the mouse, and they didn't want to have a mouse or a trackpad on the original iPad, and that's fine as long as it's a tablet, but once you make a keyboard and once you can dock it into that keyboard, you have to provide you have to make that experience absolutely first class and this sounds like it does that like the mouse pointer appears when you use the trackpad disappears when you're not using it doesn't get in your way but it lets you do pretty much what you need to do with the trackpad and if they can nail that i think you you don't get the toaster fridge which is going to come back and bite them in the butt <laughs> but you get the best of both worlds tap to click tap with two fingers to right click love that yeah, I mean, I, I think that the the issue is, is for a lot of the precision stuff that I do, I still find that's why I go back to the computer. You know, like, and, and it would it would eliminate, there's probably 30% of my work that still requires a an iMac or a Mac or a MacBook or, or something for me to do it. And half of that, I mean, I, I can't say that I would be completely done, but the last bits would be just apps that aren't running on the iPad. You know, you know a truly fully functional Photoshop and a truly, cool. you, know, you know, those types of things, Final Cut and, you know, Motion and those types of things. So, um, so I think that uh, that mouse is, is key to making that work. You agree, Lori? You're you a master. Yeah, and and there's master. there's also I actually yeah I actually do use the um, the bridge keyboard with trackpad all the time oh. on my MacBook Pro right now, and Wait I, a I you love have using one? it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You got an early release because they announced that they're, they're because of coronavirus <laughs> they're not going to be able to get those out. 
Yeah, yeah. My, I have a, a pre-release build that and they so sent me you for like review. you like it? It works well? I love I love using it. It's it's very clunky. Don't get me wrong. Because of that, the, cause the, the target, the bullseye target and, the, and it disappears and all that weird. Yeah. Because that's the yeah, old way all, of doing it or the current way. I mean. Exactly. But I, I use it and I love it because I, if I'm using a keyboard, just like Renee is talking about, if I'm using a keyboard, it's natural for me to want to use a trackpad or a mouse to click and, and do all that kind of stuff. And not having to reach my hand to the screen to do that stuff has been really pleasant for me. So um, I do think that's a great idea. And I also think um, in addition to just being better for the pros using an iPad, it's also we sh you got to consider, uh, you know, Apple's kind of original idea with the iPad was this idea of getting rid of computers and how, you know, we're moving out of desktop and into laptops and mobility and things like that. And here's a way for um, somebody to get into the Apple environment in in a computer-ish way without needing to buy a full computer. So you don't have to spend $1,000 on an iPad. You can spend $399 on an iPad mini and, and, and also get to use tr a trackpad or mouse. So you're combining the, the comfort that people have of using a mouse or trackpad with a tablet and allow and also allowing people to enter the apple ecosystem at a much less expensive rate by giving them a little bit of both a little bit of the computer that you're familiar with a little bit of the tablet and apple world that you're you're getting into so hey beatmaster's got a good idea what about a dual boot tablet that can be mac os and ios well, that'd be amazing. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it was, there was a there was think... a great comment on the nine to five article when they published it. The guy's like, you know what? I I don't care, but I hope all you traditional nerds are super happy about it. <laughs> yeah, I feel I, so. Apple's been very clear that they're never going to put touch on the on macOS, and I feel like it, they don't have the same sense of purity on iOS. They right? say that, but it's really a resource problem. Like again, Microsoft. It took them three years. So you're to saying go they from... would if they could. Well, so Microsoft did not have a, like, they don't have a successful TouchOS, so they had to take their engineers right. and say, we're going to graph touch onto Windows. Apple has a super successful touch-based operating system, right. and it's hard to justify spending three years taking their non-touch operating system and making it touch when they feel like they could just spend those three years making iPadOS good enough that you won't ask for it on the Mac right. anymore. Yeah. It depends. I, I mean, no, they, per, no, I, per, no particular order here. I'm just going to run through because there's like 100... <laughs> things in this uh, so many. there are it's not just source code there's also icons there's icons in here for over the ear headphones Lori's so happy those are presumably <laughs> noise canceling uh, kind of a kind of a, a side companion to the uh, airpod pros i and would evidently guess. they're in black and what white. are they gonna call them studio pods <laughs> Studio pods. Well, they're Beats, right? I mean, Ear really, all it is is relabeled. Oh, I think they're Apple branded. No, no, yeah. no, no. I I would argue that they're they're not going to just make a copy of Beats and put an Apple logo on it. They're going to do something different. Otherwise, why would they do it at all? Right. So I don't know yeah. what it's going to look like or feel like or sound like. But I'm I'm thinking it's not going to be anything like Beats at all. It'll it'll be a completely different headphone experience. I I agree with you 100 because one one of the things that really justifies the idea of Apple doing a really premium three or four hundred dollar over the year noise canceling headphone is Sony's success. They they kind of they don't necessarily own this market, but boy, the, every the aspirational brand for uh, I'm in I'm in an open plan office, but I want everybody to know that if this if we had if we had individual offices, I would have a corner office because look at these sony headphones i have uh, and those cost 350 to the 400 new bows, bucks right 
Yeah, exactly. And and I, and I don't think that anybody. I, I, it was hard to get people who are not into Bravo, excuse me, uh, the, who are not into Beats as a brand to say I'm going to spend four hundred dollars on a pair of really really exclusive makes not only does it sound great but it's going to make me feel good headphones. Whereas Apple doesn't have the Apple brand won't say these are a pair of cheap plastic headphones that have artificial weights in them to make it the feel more expensive that are super super poisonously heavy with bass and annoy everybody and everybody in the environment because it, it, it leaks sound everywhere so that's that's an interesting thing for apple to do i think it would definitely be an apple thing and also realize the earpods we, we haven't heard earpods since uh since they try to make us forget that wires were a thing so i don't know maybe you call it the earpods <laughs> pro earpods I, I, you earpods. know I, I think there's probably a mar up to about six or seven hundred dollars that apple could kind of live in when you get over that Alex, don't do that oh when, boy when you go over that <laughs> no it's true though but i'm just saying when, when you go over that you're getting into a world of, of headphones that are pretty competitive they're different you know, technically but they're the very bose qcs are what 300 yeah three or uh, but i could see apple saying well we're going to take some of the restraints off our engineers and make them that much nicer to do it and maybe have a version i mean they already have things that are in the 250 300 they have both they also have you know beat stuff they have all kinds of stuff yeah. in that area having something where they let the engineers run a little bit and you know have it be a little i just can see that as a possibility i'm not saying they should no i agree with you they I just spend these million dollars on these bows these bows noise canceling 700s which is their top of the line sell very well at 400 yeah. bucks yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah and so that's the market but you're right i have hi-fi man that are much more expensive. Right. Those are audiophile. Well, you can spend right. unlimited amounts. Like there were like well, fifteen thousand dollar headphones that require the entire <laughs> yeah. stack well, of drivers. Much, right. <laughs> well, and I have to and admit, you look I, like the other, the other, man. I had a. a the other, I, the other factor is that if they're wireless headphones, you are de you are dealing with you can't play uncompressed music on right, them because the, the Bluetooth is going to be yeah. right. So that, I think that sets the Does ceiling Apple for do, how much uh, they can cope. Aptex. Oh God! What if they don't do Bluetooth and they make it just AirPlay for this? And they, they say we want the sound quality, and then everyone loses uh, their mind. Then how much would you pay? <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Uh, that's actually a good idea. That would definitely change things. It's Wi-Fi yeah. direct, but everyone well, with the, a non-AirPlay yeah. device would lose their minds. But you're but you're begging everybody to say we got we we tested these in every single situation and we found only only not only only dogs were able to hear the difference but only a specific <laughs> brand of, of dog that has never so, been exposed to well, loud noises. Apple doesn't do Aptex on the iPhone, but that is supposedly a high fidelity Bluetooth codec, so they could do that. Um, I don't. I'm not an expert. But it's on like this. high fidelity, like chocolatey. You know, yeah. like they can't use the official yeah. name chocolate. Yeah, it's not so really high chocolate. fidelity. Yeah. They can, so, they can, well, they can, well, Wi-Fi direct CD would quality, be, which is good enough. Wi-Fi yeah. direct yes. would be, I think. Yeah. Right. Airplay's pretty good. It would be amazing. It's enough bandwidth to be good anyway. Yep. Maybe they do both. But, but if they can detect another Apple device, they shift you into Wi-Fi direct. <laughs> The sheeple drool, as uh, our chat room says. <laughs> well, the, and the only thing I'd say is this, this comes Accurate. back to our arguing that Apple should be building their own uh, Wi-Fi routers is because they have all this yeah. stuff that all these things are connected to, and, they're, and then they've externalized this capability of how you connect them all. <laughs> like, it just seems crazy. There's a, a codec from Aptex now called HD, Aptex HD. This they claim 24-bit. Yeah, they they have Aptex HD. They have Aptex low latency for using with audio and video. Uh, they keep and a lot of these can be done just by pushing out firmware updates. Uh, the 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 Sony 
uh, Walkman that I recommended a few weeks ago, the previous model of it, I, I, I thought that the reason why you'd want this new version instead of the old version was that, hey, the new version has uh, this new version of Aptex on it. The old version, however, just got a firmware update to get the new version of Aptex HD. So there's a lot, there's a lot of wiggle room there. Tono player be happy. <laughs> I, make Neil Young happy. No matter what, make, make him feel like nothing's going to make Neil happy. That's, uh, <laughs> no. that's I'm sorry. not even live music. Unless compressed. you can have a, a lake with a boat in the middle, <laughs> a speaker on one side, in the barn, the speaker because, on the other really, uh, side. That's yeah, crazy. You're not going to, Neil's not going to. I really wish uh, I could hear that. New iPad Pro will include, according to this, is again, 9 to 5's max analysis of iOS 14 leak. Triple lens camera, triple lens camera, and time of flight sensor. So you have a 3D sensor, a wide angle lens, an ultra wide lens, a telephoto lens. Big update, still one generation behind the iPhone. But a time a of flight means it would be ahead. Yeah, because this iPhone doesn't have time of flight. The next oh, that's one right. That's right. And of course, that's going to that's gonna be great for AR. AR, that's what that is, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And iPad is a good is a it would be an interesting AR tool. The only thing is you have to hold it, but it's got that nice big screen. viewfinder, Leo. Yeah, such a big viewfinder. And I'm not sure yeah. I really want to encourage people to be taking pictures with their iPad, but since they're doing it, at least give them a. What good if camera. they throw a, a blanket over their head like an old timey wimey <laughs> camera? Is yeah. that okay then? Is that socially acceptable? <laughs> Magnesium. Also, we also have that that rumor that they're going to or that announcement that they're supporting hardware uh, hardware digital flashes. So maybe a digital like magnesium yes. flash. Oh yeah, <laughs> but but no, Smile but, but, the, the, but the ability. Yeah, but that, that's a that's a really big deal, especially as the iPad Pro is being used a lot for illustrators. The ability to take a picture and mm, then work on it with your stylus, either point. just simply by editing raw or by simply using that as the basis of a fake watercolor. Good point. There's a there, there's a lot of potential there that hasn't been used yet. Just please, folks, don't take your iPad well, Pro to concerts. And if and, <laughs> well, and so also if you, if you look at like what Tilt Five is doing, you know where they have. Gameplay that is being driven by AR, you can right. see that there's a lot of possibilities with an iPad mounted somewhere, or looking over a you know a, a table and having nothing on the table but everyone playing a game. That's all you know. And, and that, I think and they should make a round steering wheel shaped iPad. It'll be amazing. Just put it. Just put a mount in it. You just just mount it. There's like a little square opening, and you just go. Hey, if they if, if they if they weren't going to make a watch with a round screen, I don't think there are any chances they're going to make an iPad with a round screen. Okay, you get one of those Nintendo attachments, right? That goes around. Yeah, yeah. porthole. The Apple porthole. Porthole. Uh, iPhone nine. Well, again, not not the name nine, but whatever that next iPhone. Uh, there is some code there that implies it'll support Touch ID. And, and and Micah Sargent had explained this to me earlier on iOS Today, express transit capabilities. What is express transit, Renee? That's when you use it at, um, for example, like the metro station or the bus station or the train station. They don't want you to have to hold up the line as you're going through by like face IDing it or touch IDing it. So you can turn on a setting. It's not enabled by default, but you can turn on a setting and then as you walk by, it just pings the device and, and charges you. Oh, it so you don't even have to faster. pull out your phone? You just Yeah. Oh, that's great. Is that, that's, is that Bluetooth? It must be Bluetooth LE. Uh, it's... NFC, I think maybe? it's Bluetooth LE. Yeah, NFC is, it has to be closer. It can't be yeah. NFC. Oh. Uh, or FRFID. It'd have to be Bluetooth LE, I think. 
Uh, now, your watch, you can uh, use your watch for those too, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. But this would be even better. You don't have to pull anything I out. I can see you get to a point at, at like Whole Foods where they just go, should we charge you? And you go, well, the iPhones true. do that now. It's just only the Face yeah. ID iPhones do it. The original Touch ID, so the original oh, Touch ID ones don't. It. So Got this it. is adding the capability in the hopes that people who have real old Touch ID iPhones will, will update if they're frequent yeah. tra tra uh, transit yeah. users. Yeah. Weird. That, that's a huge thing. Is it? I'll, 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 I'll just say that the, I have my first trip to New York since they put in, uh, at least in Midtown, uh, tap to pay at the turnstiles, the ability to simply not have to worry about it will never my, my card never scans through the right the first way. And I never know if I've got the 275 left. And if I'm just a little bit under, I've got to spend more than I need to get it on there. Just the ability to not have that hassle, just know that if I just simply skim my, my phone, it works. I wish that I wish that the, the MBTA in Boston worked that way. You have to do this from the wallet because uh, you're choose you have to choose a card that is tied to Express yeah. Transit. So you go to Settings, select Wallet and Apple Pay, scroll down. You'll see Express Travel Card. This is a new section named Travel Cards. Click on that, select which card you would like to be your Apple Travel Card, and now it'll mm. work. And uh, this is the London Transit, an article about it working in Oyster. the London in the tube. Yeah, Oyster, uh, I, right? Yeah, and I, I would yeah. and I would assume it's encrypted because uh, otherwise people could just be having a box in their laptop bag on the subway and simply be skimming two seventy five off of you just by walking. <laughs> I think to it's the single token still too. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's an interesting security challenge. Yeah, it's it. It, it's it's a real problem. It's a it's a bigger problem like for uh, security access inside buildings because you really can just sit like if, if there's like a bench near the entrance to a big company's building, you can just simply sit there with a laptop bag. Actually, the the lockpicking lawyer actually built a rig to do this to demonstrate the vulnerability. If there's no secure, if there's no encryption between the hailing device and the receiving device, you just simply sit there. Play, play Pokemon, whatever you want to do. And then when you get home, you have this wonderful spreadsheet filled with passcodes that you can then just burn onto brand new RFID cards because it, the, the cards are simply designed to respond, that are not secured, are designed to simply respond with an access code whenever they're tickled by the radio. So it's a huge, huge problem. And that's why anytime that there is a truly non-contactless payment system, you have to make sure that, uh, we have to make sure that you understand that is this an encrypted system or is this an unencrypted system? Apple, we knew uh, from iOS 13, was planning to release a new Apple TV box. Now we know from iOS 14, there'll also be a new Apple TV remote. Um, what if, like a bagel. what if it turns out like that I hate the new Apple TV remote? Then you're screwed. <laughs> I can't wait four years. One and everyone hates it. Yeah. No one likes the Apple, the current Apple TV remote. No. I like it. I'm the only person the in the only world one. that likes the, the Apple TV remote. What, yeah. what is it you like about it? It's it's a tiny little trackpad. Like, how great is that? Yeah. To me, that's really cool. But it, but, it, but it what it means is you're constantly changing things with that. I you know I I it's so easy to lose that I put it in this pocket, which means my my front shirt pocket, which means that the channel's changing randomly, the things scrolling just, what randomly. What I'm kind of amazed by is that that in inside that they just didn't put a little like buzzer or beep or something yeah, so that my, i can just say i can my just go find my oh. find my remote and a scream and it just beeps i'm here yeah but it, it could do all that it just needs a speaker that's all it needs i know i, I or at least that would make me really puts, happy or, or at least put some sort of a even minimum put some sort of a divot on one end of it so that you can by feel know what end of it you're holding on to well that's, that's why they put that menu that menu circle yeah. oh you can and the I problem can, is you're feeling for the mat and you just change the channel yeah 
But and also, like, Man, I, can I can't tell believe you like it, Lori. There's I something can tell wrong. I, I to do stuff on the Apple TV that I can't get the Apple TV to do. Well, there's room. Would you agree? There's room for improvement. I I would say if they never changed the Apple oh TV remote, God. I would be perfectly happy with it. You're the only one. I can say that for sure. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm the only person in the whole world that feels this way, yeah. It's like Lisa. My wife says she loves the MacBook keyboard. It, you oh. know, the little thin... I said, horrible. Lisa, doesn't that hurt you, the finger? She doesn't oh, write, I love it. She's not writing... Uh, maybe she's no. Not, Lisa had carpal tunnel at one point. She uses a keyboard so much. Oh, right, right. No. I just want the bottom, but I just want one bottom-centered button so I know which end is up. That's all I want. Just have the home button be the bottom where the normal home button on an iPhone goes. Have it in the middle. I'll never, I'll never confuse which way is up again, and I'll be happy. As long as they keep the remote app on the phone and the watch, I'm happy. I don't have to use that silly remote thing. No, but the thing that I dislike is if you don't have the remote, you can't use your Apple TV. But I can use my HomePod by just, by just saying, yo, Jimbo turn on Avengers Endgame on my Apple TV and it does it, but the Apple TV won't listen to me. I have to, I have to tell the home, it's like it's not talking to me. It's shunning me. I have to tell the HomePod <laughs> talk to talk to the, the Apple pod. TV and then the Apple TV talks to the HomePod which then responds to me. It's talk like, to the pod. It's like an abusive relationship. I will not deal with you. Talk to the pod. Uh, also, these uh, AirTag uh, trackers which have been rumored for a long time. Uh, there's a code in there uh, including the marketing name AirTags and... Yeah. You'll be able to set them up in bulk through iOS. Oh, most important, there'll be a user-replaceable battery. Yeah. Hallelujah. That, 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 that would have been a non-starter. Apple would have had been had... Apple would have had a hard problem, hard time. Not, to, not. I'm not talking about the money of hey, when this dies, you're gonna have to buy a new one. But basically saying, hey, we're happy to have a, a tag that has to be thrown away, yeah. and and putting all this stuff into a landfill as opposed to this little button cell that lasts three days. Before the the apocalypse is how long one of these batteries lasts. Will they be rechargeable? Like when they made those rechargeable batteries for the mouse for like ten minutes, you oh, can put yeah. rechargeable yeah. Apple rechargeable batteries in your mouse or trackpad. Then we just let me put a little tiny battery in there, but then we stick it on top of my my wireless charging pad. That is that's one the, thing I, I have to say. The that's, Siri that's still, remote that's still does a fine, right. Fine product, for day. The one thing the, the Siri <laughs> remote does right is it has a little nice. lightning connector on it, and you can yep. charge it, yeah. and it lasts for a long time after you drive. HomeKit and iOS 14 will recognize your face. Adjust lighting based on the time of day, and more. How is it going to recognize your face through the phone? I guess. Yeah. This is uh, the. Oh no no no! This is HomeKit Secure Video, which means the cameras will be able to recognize people based on their appearance. They say it will be kept on device. Apple is notorious about being careful not to send your face recognition stuff to the home office, and there'll be a night shift. For the lights, which is, I guess, good. A lot of us do that Gmail anyway. Does that already? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's clever. All right. Uh, owners of Apple TV uh, set-top box will be able to configure an audio output that will be used by default. Yes, thank goodness. So you could say your HomePod will be the. Yeah, because previously, like you could set it up, but if anything else went to the HomePod, it destroyed it, and you had to set it all yeah. up again. This yeah. way, you could say, "I want to dedicate this HomePod to my TV." Nice. And Micah thought that maybe Apple would do a do him a, a, a solid and, and put out a, a sound bar. Please, yes, please, please. Yeah. an Atmos, an Atmos sound bar. Yeah, because the HomePod it sounds good, but it's not the right shape for it. And it doesn't have uh, top facing speakers, right. which limits its no um, Atmos positional audio. Yeah. No Atmos. Oh my God, I'm only about halfway through this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> iOS 14. 
code reveals the new Apple Watch. Apple Watch will have a blood oxygen detector. And it'll yeah, pick, I think it'll, that's, it'll it's about time for that one. Yeah, because it could do that before. I mean, it probably could do that because if it can see your pulse, it probably could tell. Your, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, it will also have a tachometer. Uh, the new watch face infograph pro will have a tachometer, which means you, uh, old school. yeah, it's very old school. It means you, you, if you're an airline pilot, you can calculate how much fuel you'll need. <laughs> I, something, I don't know. Here's a tachometer on a Bohm and Mercier watch. According right, uh, to Bohm and Mercier, what you do is use, I've never understood these tachometers. They're just, to it, me, it measures how tacky something is. That's Leo. an ornament. I have a hard time understanding how they would put that on the watch. Yeah, really. This is a physical dial on these. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Well, uh, it would be maybe like the way the Compass app is, or at least maybe the way the Compass app used to be before they made it so much more digital. (laughs) Silly. Silly, silly. Well, it's it's a style thing, probably. I mean, if you're an airline pilot calculating the necessary fuel on your tachometer, please stop. (laughs) I've talked to pilots who say they did use it for that, or that was the intent, or something like that. Uh, Siri voices customizable by developers. I pity the fool that wanted me to turn off your lights. I was sad to learn that they did not have an eternal contract with John Legend on the Google Voice. John Legend will be just, leaving in a week. I just want Swedish Chef, where all it says. <laughs> <is> <laughs> 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 that's it. it like just, it doesn't. Just, all responses want, are like. Burk, burk, it might as well be. I will turn off your lights. Let me see what I found on the web about that. No, it doesn't even say. No, no. So if it means, if it says customizable by developer, does that mean that series, the the native Siri in the system, is going to be what we already have, but then. If an app is using Siri, uh, developers I'm, I'm can add voice synthesis to like their own app, apps. Yeah. So I am using, in honor okay. of Renee Ritchie, I am using on Siri right now the South African mm-hmm. voice. Yeah, man, it's great, I. That's I really great. It. For years and years, I've been asking you to do that. Do you use it? I, I go between the Irish because of Tony Stark and Friday and the South African one because my parents find it endlessly amusing. <laughs> it, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't sound like it's South African that much. I mean, in South Africa, the city sounds way, way better than it does on the Apple iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know, I have no idea what he just said. Uh, <laughs> so you could, in theory, have an app that had its own voice, but it would be for the app. Yeah, it wouldn't change Siri in general. It would just be for the app. Voice provider is the developer from framework. I it, talked to TomTom a long time ago, and they were making like Homer Simpson and James Earl Jones yeah. packs, and they just kept saying, in England, everybody just wants the male British voice, and in America, everybody just wants the female British voice, and that's the only ones that really move. That makes sense, actually. Hmm. That's my favorite voice, the female British I voice. I would be changing voices all the time just for fun, just to have something different to listen to. Oh, actually, to. I thought I had the South African. I have the Indian uh, voice on here. Assistant. I love it. I'm Siri, your virtual assistant. That's British. I'm Siri, your virtual assistant. And I like that because I I'm feel like Siri, your virtual assistant. There's the South African. I, I forgot I had the Indian. No wonder it didn't sound South African. I mean, I can't turn on the lights for you now. I you better check the web. <laughs> I love it when you do that accent. <laughs> uh, for those who don't know, uh, Renee was uh, born and raised like Elon Musk in South Africa. I spoke that way until I was in grade school, I guess. 
Major accessibility features, Alipay, Apple Pay, wallpaper app, integration, and more. I don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> Read the articles at 9 to 5 Mac. Oh, I forgot to mention, uh, oh, I did. I talked about the blood oxygen yeah. uh, detection feature. Yeah, that's in an iPhone. Uh, kids an, mode. 14 code snippet. Oh, yeah, kids yeah. mode where School parents mode. can lock it down. That's cool. And also set it up based on their iPhone. So if the kids don't have an iPhone, but they want them to have an Apple Watch, they can set up a child watch on their on their iPhone. I think that's a really good thing. That's great. Yeah. yeah. School mode is another really, really big thing. It would be great if we extend to, to iPhones as well. The ability to say during classroom hours, I'm going to limit you to just receiving amuse, emergency texts from your mom or your dad. <laughs> you, can't, you can't use it for text messaging. You can't use it for other things. So this was the one that I thought was most surprising. Apple doesn't really change the user interface on iPhone very often. Springboard hasn't. The last update was folders, I think. <laughs> uh, apparently, they're looking at a list mode. So you'll be able, instead of seeing the icons on the front of the phone, you'll see a list view. Uh, it'll include a list of all application icons, making it easier for users to see all their apps at once. Several different sorting options. You'll be able to filter applications that currently have unread notifications, for example. Recently used. Uh, smart suggestions powered by Siri. The list views, they did that on the iPhone, on the Apple Watch because nobody could figure out Carousel, so they gave you the ability to toggle it into... Oh, so yeah, we already view. do have that on the Apple Watch. That's right. In fact, that, I yeah. use that because the Carousel yeah. is like the worst user interface. It's like a random app generator. <laughs> it's like, what the hell is this dot cloud? Um, so it would be, you think it'll be kind of like uh, on my Apple Watch. The, the yeah, but view. with the ability to change the sort order in, in much better at ways that also take better advantage of the larger screen. Yeah. I think that's the hardest part with the watch. Like, I, I realize... About the way I use the watch, I don't really care what apps are on it. It's like I don't look for them. Same. They appear when I need them, and I don't ever really am, yeah. you know, never interacting like, where is that app? It just pops up when I'm when I'm using it. I think a lot of people are like that. I mean, I don't think it's I, function based, uh, not app based. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like if you, I feel like if you go to no matter what your smartwatch is, if you go to the smartwatch to launch an app and solve a problem. That's probably a problem with the design of the watch because it really shouldn't, unless you're starting a counter, unless you're uh, starting a, a fitness thing, it really should not be a, a place where you, you focus your attention for more than five seconds. Um, uh, also in the iOS 14 leak, a new augmented reality app codenamed Gobi. This yeah. uh, claims the, the report, uh, actually I should go to the 9 to 5, give them the because they're the ones that did all this work. Um, Gobi will allow users to get more information about the world around them by using a QR code-like system. So you could, you could uh, I don't know what, you could read a QR code and then see more. That's, you know, you see that all the time. There's T-shirts where it shows the anatomy of the body or a dinosaur in motion and stuff like that. So that's not new to augmented reality. There's some sort of, phony coding in there that lets you uh, signal it. Uh, think, is there anything... Oh, sleep app in the new Apple Watch. Yeah. Finally. Anything I missed? And a new fitness app. New fitness app? I didn't see that one. Okay, new fitness app. Let's see. This is... Uh, and pencil support. Seymour. <laughs> <laughs> the new fitness app is called Seymour. And uh, those are some of the exercises you'll be able to do, including rolling a log up a hill. 
um, crushing We're grapes. We're going to find out how litigious a Peloton really is. <laughs> Are these the Pel Oh, yeah, that is a Peloton, isn't it? Uh, and then doing uh, ballet. Dancing. So, yeah, dancing. The so, one that had me doing, super excited, moshing, too, was that, the ability. Mosh pit. That's the mosh pit. There's a mosh pit. Yeah. yeah. I, I think the third disco. one in is probably the mosh pit. You should be dancing. You know, the thing that, the thing that I yeah. <laughs> I think I think that the I'm surprised that we haven't seen fast integration. We see people experimenting with it, but fast integration between uh, the phone or the or the watch and exercise uh, equipment, where it goes, it keeps track of everything. It keeps track of your reps, your weights, gym kit, um, and it's not. Uh, we've been talking about that for a lot of us have been talking about. It for there are apps years. that do that, but they're but the problem well, they is they have, have gym kit, but they haven't been adopted. The, the gym equipment has to do it. There's apps oh. that do it. But what you want is you. Want, I want to walk up and not know anything. So yeah, once we get to a point where your your watch or your phone, most preferably your watch, is totally tied into the exercise equipment, it means that it can change my workout. It can change what what kind of workout I'm doing. It says, "Do you know how to do this exercise?" And if, and if you don't, it shows you a little video. And then it keeps track of what weights you set it to, and it keeps track of how many reps. So it it, it makes the calculation of what the weight. They should have be the next beginnings time. of that because they have gym yep. kit, but just almost no equipment in integrated. Exactly, it yet. I'm, I'm just surprised because I think that that's like when a high end gym starts doing that, um, it, it's going to be a big deal because you're going to have a much better workout. I'd love that because a lot of us don't rotate enough. We don't rotate our exercises enough, and yeah. and, and no, maintain muscle confusion. The the reason a gym might be slow to do that is because they make a lot of money on trainers. <laughs> Who do that for you? And uh, right. and, mm. and so you know. That I would I would be I would invest in in a home version of that though. If if Bowflex has you know something. if Gym Kit came to the home, oh, then you know right. I would spend the extra few hundred dollars yeah. to have that that equipment that supports Gym Kit, which also connects to my phone and lets me track that stuff on my activity app. I think that would be really smart to make it more not just in the gym, but in your house. Yeah, Bowflex has a hit. <laughs> A hit version of that, and they have dumbbells that kind of talk back to your phone, but it's not it's not a complete solution, you know. And they have they have the right machinery, so like the Revolution, which is what I have at home. Um, That's the one where you change the weight by twisting a knob. No, you you well, you have these little uh, weights that are, but they're just springs that oh. you add to it. Um, but the the mechanism would be really easy for them to automate like that. And, and they have um, a Swedish chef voice, and it's just it's, it's hard to. <laughs> but yeah, so I think that, but I think that that would I, the issue is I think you'd have a, if, in a gym like that. They may not make more money on the trainers, but what they would make money on is that you would never leave. Like until other gyms had it. Like if you're a high-end gym, no, it's a good way to like win. Like you would be totally customers. locked in. There was yeah. no one would ever go back to a gym that, that it would feel like you're going back to cave world. I think that's the didn't. trend actually. <laughs> if you look at Soul Cycle and Peloton mm -hmm. and these other uh, high, you know, smart-enabled uh, devices, that this is the trend. Yeah. And, uh, and it's so much that it can because the thing is, is your watch. Knows what your heart rate is. It knows, right. you know, it knows all these they things about together. you, and, and it knows you, what you did last night and yesterday, and all these things. Yeah, yeah. And so it could, it could, it could really create a really tight tie to how people um, get in shape. Yeah. On top of everything else, you trust that you you you've already decided to trust Apple with that data. So right. it's not yeah. uh, the last thing you want to do is, hey, I've just signed up for this fly by night gym, and yes, I'm going to make sure it has access to every single piece of health data that I have. Right. And yeah. No. 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 <laughs> Renee, how many people yes. have uh, blank screen issues on iPad Airs? I know, I see that. Oh, Apple... before we go on, Leo, can we just because uh, the one thing that I'm really excited about is oh, I left uh, Apple out. Pencil as a first class citizen. Oh yes. So any text field, you can just write into it, and it will turn. It is so Newton. I love it. I want it now, yeah. but I will wait until June. <laughs> you know what I want is I so just... it will recognize your handwriting in a text field yes. and convert it. 
Wow. I just, if you're I using just, your pencil, it sucks to have to put it down, putting out the virtual keyboard, yes. lose half the screen, start typing, put it away, pick your pencil up again. Just let me write. But people have such bad handwriting. I, I don't know. That's a right, challenge. They will bring it back. It's like virtual assistants required us to relearn diction. This is going to require yeah. us to relearn penmanship. I just want to be able to write. Gonna have, if, you, if you're going to have the machine learning models learn how to read a doctor's handwriting, you've got to start the training sooner or later. <laughs> Somewhere. I just want to be able to write over my text and notes. That's all. Like I'd be like that would be ha I'd be happy, you know, because right now you're anything you do with a pencil has to live in its own space, yes. and, and the text lives in its own space. And I'm like, oh, I want to so type. You can't annotate. Uh, you, can't text? Draw, you can't draw over text or oh. around it. it they, so they that's terrible. You can't proofread. Well, you can't proofread, and also if you're just thinking about stuff, you, you might text pages, up and then draw little things down the side, and you can't do both of those things at the same time, and it's really annoying. Yeah. Oh, that would be nice. So that's also potentially. No, I know. I, don't, I have no idea. That's just. That's and by the dream. way, a tip of the hat to Karsten, because all of this came in this morning while I was doing yeah. iOS today. So he had a scramble to add all of this it stuff to our. Literally added rundown. twenty stories to the rundown <laughs> in about five minutes, right before the show. There's one. There's one. There's one. There's one. Well done. Imagine how hard these news writers had to work to get all these news articles written. I think we just stay focused on Karsten. Those people back. should get a raise, shouldn't they, Lori? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ben Mayo should get a raise. I mean, hard work. Yeah, Ben. So, well, I don't know. I was going to say, no, I don't want to talk about it. We don't want to get Ben in trouble. <laughs> um, as I thought your article on this was uh, kind of interesting in iMore. Apple has changed its review guidelines. Actually, it's Oliver Haslam. Um, that so Apple has for a while used notifications as basically as ads, but nobody else has been allowed to do that. Now they're saying you can. Ads people have done it. It, was yeah. a, it wasn't allowed to be done, but people have done it. Apple had a huge internal argument about it where one team is like, no, it's a bad experience. Another team is, can we please make you money? And literally, depending on who was where at what time, they would get away with it or not, which is not ideal. So in a way, this is making it better because now uh, the app has to ask permission. And yeah. so if you don't say yes, you won't get it. And so that's a good way to, to split this. And in fact, it really it's a better way than just banning it I, I have to i really like there's, while there's a lot there's of pop actually, go ahead, go ahead Lori. this potentially could be a problem though um we actually a couple of uh, i more writers have wrote a couple editorials about how they feel about it and it it could be great uh you do have to ask permission but if for example i use um i don't want to throw anyone under the bus i use a particular calculator app that i love that and i need notifications turned on so that it will remind me of an event but then that that app starts advertising to me. You you don't get to separate oh, advertisement versus uh, the notification. Right. So and I, what's an I, ad I is difficult sure, to define. Think, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. and oh, and there's also the issue with people. There's also the issue with people um, just just saying yes to things and not paying attention to what they're doing. So it potentially could have a negative effect on the user experience if there's enough bad actors that are taking advantage of um, us, like not really paying attention to what's what we're saying yes to. So it's good, but also there's uh, there's a lot of controversy about something like this because it potentially could be bad just for us as iPhone users. I, I think that if they 
increase the whole like maybe not the just the first time that you get that notification or that you say you've been using this for now for two weeks do you still want those notifications because i know that with the with the uh location tracking having that's it really updated, an eye opener yeah it's been really like oh yeah. why am i letting that thing do that yeah. and i just say no no i don't want to do that which has been devastating for them for the app developers but really good for me and so uh and i think that you know, I, I'm fine with them putting ads in it as long as I get to do it. And then the app developer, as long as I get a constant reminder and a, and a way to opt out every two weeks or every month or whatever, uh, because then it's really on the onus of the app developer. Because if they start sending me a bunch of ads, I'm just going to be like, I'm, I don't want this anymore. I'm just going to turn off. And right now, what I'd probably do is just turn off their notifications, like all together. Like I just go into the app controls and just go, yeah, I don't want from Acme. I don't want that. But the what you'd like to be able to do is, is in Lori's case, is get the write notifications and have right. the commercial notifications have a separate setting which you could turn and i have to admit i only let only a handful of apps send me notifications because yeah. otherwise it's too stressful yeah i turn them all off yeah and then bit by a bit lot i think yeah. a lot of us are like that what yeah. is your why do you need then, calculator notifications right <laughs> i you know i've just thrown an idea out there i didn't <laughs> i don't have a specific thing that, i'm just thinking that sum like, is two plus two <laughs> We've calculated a larger I was just prize. Thinking, like, what's something that people would would want to do? And I didn't want to throw any good developers under the bus yes. by commenting on that. So I picked like the most okay. innocuous thing I could think of. <laughs> but you're right. You often do want push notifications. My calendars have to have push right. notifications, otherwise they're not much use or reminders. But what you don't, what you would like to do, and I think this is the right thing to do, is separate ones that are saying. And you know, for fifteen dollars more, you could get a better version of this. Alert that should be separate. Ads. Right. Yeah, that should yeah. be separate. And so that's the theory anyway. What Which I is what they don't want because they think that you'll just mute all the ads immediately. <laughs> well, of course. Yep. Now, this is what I was going to ask you. Uh, I, I have not experienced this. Apparently, third-generation iPad Airs are having blanking screen issues. Apple has issued a service program. Have you heard from readers, uh, anybody, uh, or seen this yourself? I haven't heard from any readers, nor have I seen anyone on my Twitter feed mention yeah. it. But, you yeah. know, often it's like it's a small percentage of users. But at Apple scale, that's hundreds of, you know, that's, well, it's thousands at least on, on an iPad. Yeah. So so if you have one, uh, a third generation iPad Air that's yeah. been blanking out, Apple will fix it for you uh, for free. It's a new service. And these program. are all like people wonder, why does this issue get a, a fix and mine doesn't? Like, right. why are they fixing keyboards but not graphics cards? And like most big companies, these are automated. They have a problem tracking system. Yep. And when a number hits a high enough, it alerts them and they look at it. And then they, if it gets to a certain number, it's uh, bring it in and we'll fix it if it breaks. If it gets to a higher number, it's bring it in now and we'll fix it immediately. If it gets to an even higher number, it's like, we're going to just take that back here. here take this one instead. It's, it's all automated. Uh, ah, this is a, this is a, kind of a scary one. A former Apple tech support staffer stole the identities of multiple uh, billionaires, including Houston Rockets owner. Uh, <laughs> I have to admit, sometimes I feel like I'm I am when I take an, an, uh, a device to Apple. If I'm going to hand it off to them, even Apple, I will blank it out. And I, I always feel that. like I'm—I I always feel like I'm wearing a tinfoil hat. No, well, you see an article like this. Right. Right. And so I will never give them the, a code the or a password. The art, but does, doesn't the article say that uh, the, the the identity theft was accomplished by purchasing information on the dark web? Was it? Did, did, did the article mention that? It this does say that she person? bought this information for ten dollars on the dark web, but so it's not related to her work, I guess, as a tech support staffer. Yeah, it, it wasn't the article was unclear about yeah. whether or not this would. It looks like it happened after they were working for tech support. Okay, okay. so that's relief. That's a relief. 
Uh, so I'm still wearing a, a tinfoil hat now. <laughs> it's it's still prudent to anytime you and don't let personal information get out of your control unless it's encrypted. Uh, and so yeah, I do the I do the same thing. It's not because I don't trust uh, I don't trust uh, Apple. It's because I it's just good. It's just prudent. It's the reason why you you wash your hands. This is by the way from an Apple Insider series that I am going to check. I used to, I, I always would use the police blotters in the back of the local newspaper. The right. Argus Courier, because it's so funny. <laughs> right. This is basically their version of that, with but for Apple. Uh, imagine the surprise of uh, two Knox County sheriffs in, in Knox County, Illinois, when they pulled over a car that was going 104 miles an hour. Inside the car, 53 iPhone 11s and two iPhone 10 Maxes. I guess not as excited, but 55 total phones stolen. Uh, phones valued at eighty thousand dollars. Uh, four four people were arrested. Two from New York, you know, two from Pennsylvania. If, you're, if you've got a bunch of stolen property, all you got to do is drive the speed limit. <laughs> speed. Yeah. I had I had an ins my my car's inspection sticker was like invalid for like a week, and I I I like I drove so carefully for fear of being busted. If I had a hundred, if I had a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollars in stolen goods, oh boy, <laughs> I I don't get it. That was one of my favorite West Wing lines where they said, how did you catch the guys? And he said, sir, yes. swear to God, broken taillight. There is no amount. I've learned over my career that there's no amount of law enforcement, manpower or funding that can equal criminals being stupid. <laughs> That's valuable. Yeah. Important to remember in this day and age when they're trying to break encryption. Uh, yeah. I remember a Secret Service. I, uh, Patrick and I were talking to the Secret Service, uh, and that's what he told me. He said, you know what? We can pretty much count on these guys to just be dumb. Or hand over their password. It's not really right. that big a deal. Yeah. yeah. Kenosha News reporting a an Ohio man decided to dress as a woman while stealing iPads and iPhones from a Walmart in Wisconsin. Uh, he, he was joined by a crew who acted as lookouts. He used bolt cutters to open the cage at the Walmart, put $24,000 in merchandise into a box, a toaster box, and then paid for the toaster itself. Check out. <laughs> Why did he go through all the trouble and dress as a woman? I mean, like, I thought he was going to, like, hide stuff under his dress. I know. I thought that, like, too. You're like, no, he put it in a toaster box. Okay. And then scanned the toaster box, paid thirty nine ninety five. A man dressed as a woman is not going to get uh, any attention at all. You know, like, like you know. Well, you know. Uh, you know, obviously, a man would never buy a toaster. That's a woman's. Oh, uh, there you go. I see that. Clearly. That <laughs> We need the law and order sound for each of these. And videos. feel for the English college student who uh, bought what he thought was a Mac Pro and some iPhones for $1,338. If it had only been $1,337, that would have been a red flag, right? He, he opened the box at home, and instead of the Mac Pro and iPhones he had seen previously, he found two lemonade bottles instead. Dump uh, dump. He says he. They, mu they must have switched the bags on me. I just want to know, like, why did they decide on the lemonade? Like, you know, like, <laughs> like have what some was the lemonade. discussion there that had it? Like, let's, let's put lemonade in there. Yeah, if they were the thirsty, way. what would they put in instead? It was like it was like Raiders of the Lost Ark. They were like holding the Mac Pro and holding the lemonade, yes. and kind of going back and forth. Okay, I think they're about yeah. the same way. Uh, the Birmingham police are going the extra mile to find. Uh, to uh, to somebody who lost their iPhone. Do you recognize these women? It's on the it's on the homepage of the iPhone. We recovered this iPhone. We're hoping to reunite with its owner. It was stolen in the early hours of the morning from the pitcher and piano in Brindley Place. I want a bar called the Pitcher and the Piano. <laughs> British. Do you though? No, maybe not. <laughs> so far, 
We haven't heard of it being stolen. And apparently, they were able to uh, arrest the thief and return the phone, or maybe not. Maybe they're still looking. If you recognize these women. <laughs> All right. That's enough of our uh, police blotter, our, our iOS police blotter. Thank you, Apple Insider. Apple has not been able to invalidate the California Institute of Technology patent. Uh, the the patent infringement verdict was quashed on Thursday. Weirdly, the court, it actually is a little weird because the patent was, in fact, uh, uh, reversed, I think, but then the court reversed the reversal. It's like Vertimex. Even if it's invalidated, you still got to pay. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's Judge Whopper all the way down. Yeah, uh, and it's going to cost Apple $838 million dollars. Uh, at least it's going to Caltech. Oh, like I know. I don't. I don't want to do an ad. We got lots more stories. All right, I'll do an ad. <laughs> Karsten, Karsten is is uh, decided that he is going to now be the ghost. Listen, Lafayette, the ghost of ads future. Um, our show today brought to you by Health IQ. Health IQ is a life insurance agency for people like you who go the extra mile to take care of yourself. You exercise. Four more times a week, like Lori Gill. You get a minimum of eight hours sleep on average, like Alex Lindsay. Yes. You eat right, including a lot of chicken and waffles, like Andy Anako. No, I don't think that's in there. Uh, but what? here's the deal. Life insurance has always been uh, uh, statistically based. People who are healthy kind of subsidize people who are unhealthy. Health IQ is a life insurance agency that uses science and data to secure lower life insurance rates for the healthy ones. You can get a million-dollar insurance policy as little as $36 a month. Just, But the, here's the trick. You need somebody to go to bat for you. Health IQ gives you concierge, white-glove service, walks you through the entire process of applying. The policy comes from, it's underwritten by one of the top 30 insurance companies, but Health IQ has savings exclusive to them. You won't find them anywhere else for the healthy folks. Now, here's how it works. You have to qualify for this. And it starts with a health IQ quiz online. It's a knowledge assessment, not a self-assessment. They put together the quiz with the nation's leading medical health and fitness experts, depending on your score. And you can also offer, if you want, other qualifying factors like your Fitbit data or your Apple Watch data. You may save as much as 41% on your life insurance compared to other providers. No commitment. And by the way, there are other great opportunities to be rewarded for your commitment to living healthy. But you got to start by going to healthiq.com slash MacBreak. Take the quiz. It's a lot of fun. Healthiq.com slash MacBreak. Uh, you could talk to a member of the Health IQ team, your, your life insurance concierge to walk you through the process, and you can get the savings you've earned for your healthy lifestyle. Healthiq.com slash MacBreak. It's a really great idea. Because uh, for so long, you know, most most of the time with insurance companies, you're just a number. Health IQ goes to bat for you to get the price you deserve. Uh, Apple Pay coming to Mexico? Okay, fine. A, uh, okay, good. It's about time. A new jailbreak hack lets you run Android on your iPhone 7. Why would you want to do that? I know. <laughs> I can make my Ferrari funny. run like a Chevette. <laughs> 
<laughs> Why would you want to do that? So you can have Comic Sans as your main system font, Leo. I mean, <laughs> all right, all right. Sometimes, again, why do pe- why do people climb Everest when there is absolutely nothing to do once you get to the top there? Because it's the challenge. It is. It's like putting Doom on the first. Apple it's Watch. Doom. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. It's it's just fun. Yeah, exactly. ProjectSandcastle.org if you want to find okay. out more. Hold on. If I had an iPhone seven, I would do this just for fun. Yeah. I would just do it. Yeah, it seems pretty funny. Jason Howell, our host at All About Android, was asking around if anybody had an iPhone 7, he could do this too. Mm-hmm. So if he, if he finds one, we'll we'll show it on All About Android. They would be interested. Actually, <laughs> what, what, part of the big deals about uh, that's less silly about this story is that uh, it's a jailbreak. It, it, it unveils a jailbreak technique that does not require a notebook to get going. So there is a new jailbreak technique that you can launch now from an Android device so that you can it makes it more convenient, more mobile, more back of a front seat of a car as opposed to back seat of a truck. So it's I, I would have thought that jailbreaking was kind of like flare trousers. It had its day. There are people who are into it because of nostalgia, but I didn't think there are people who are still actually interested in it. But it's still going on. There's still, there's still security that's trying to be broken. That's excellent. For a long time, uh, Microsoft had an ad campaign. Windows does what? <laughs> Windows does what? Apparently, there were people who didn't understand that Windows did things. Uh, apparently, uh, also, <laughs> Apple has no qualms about stealing the campaign for a new iPhone can do what? Wall of iPhone-based <laughs> tips. Can we please not spell it that way, though, Apple? I mean, What? That's how many A's is that? Four A's. What? Why would it be six? To get the longer one. It's, it's, what? Shouldn't that be an interrobang? It's just uncomfortably close to, hey, Andy, an idiot says what? <laughs> Andy says what? <laughs> what? An idiot says what? What? An idiot says what? Uh, Same, uh, some Apple stores have this. Look forward to your favorite. It's a wall full of iPhones with a synchronized animation, each of them explaining how to do something different. There's a lot of meetings that... And running Android is not on that wall, by the way. No, iPhone can do what? Yeah, see, uh, it's, it's not. It's not a. That's not a millennial's idea. That's like a, a Generation Xer who's scared <laughs> that their job is going to be taken over by a millennial coming up with an idea. Actually, they should rename it. Okay, Boomer, iPhone can do what? <laughs> Steal uh, recipes. Even balance your checkbook. <laughs> what's a checkbook? The world of tomorrow. <laughs> that's straight from the original ad. Stephen Warwick writing again at imore.com. Rumor time, Stephen says. The iPhone 12 leak claims a bigger battery. Yeah, I'd love that. A 64 megapixel camera. Yeah, I'd love that. And a 120 hertz display. Also, a macro ultra wide mode and night mode. Yes, please. And thank you. Now add a zoom to that and I'll be super happy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really okay with like six lenses in the back. Like I don't, I'm not. Yes. Like I don't have a problem with just adding more sensors. It's Credit really actually okay. to Max Weinback from Everything Apple Pro, who uh, I think he's XDA developers. I think every Everyday Apple Pro just reported on. It. Oh, okay. Everything Apple Pro. Yeah, he's it's an very XDA confusing because I'm reading an article in iMore that refers to an article <laughs> in Tom's Guide that refers to Max Weinback and Everything Apple Pro. And then it's all very confusing. There's this new culture, like where people take stuff from Instagram and then re-put it up as their own because they want the cloud from it. And it's it's very confusing. So we're just trying to teach best practices across the board. Yeah, because I always yeah. want to refer to the original source and yeah. give them credit, right? So Max, this one's for you. Yeah. <laughs> that would that would be weird though if Apple were to, to use pixel binning as uh, an actual feature. 
I mean, right now that they they it's I like the way that Apple and other manufacturers do that kind of technique where they're they don't say, hey, we've got a 48 megapixel or 60, 100, 100 kajillion megapixel sensor. They say, they say that, hey, look at how good our digital zoom is, even though it's using the same technique of we're trying to calculate what pixels would be in being between the real pixels if we had a sensor that was that good. Uh, so. And but the, but also another part of me wonders that if Apple, if a company like Apple were to actually stand behind, this is a 48 megapixel. Tr this is we we are willing to state that this is a you. If we say you're going to get 48 megapixels of uh, of, uh, of of data in there, each of those pixels is going to be actually good and usable and valuable, as opposed to what you've got on the Galaxy S20, which is okay. We counted that is indeed a lot of megapixels, but none of them are actually usable. You don't want to act. You wouldn't actually want to zoom in close enough to actually take use of that. Gentlemen, we get 364 days a year, but one day every year we dedicate <laughs> to the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> it's International Women's Day. Well, it was, but I wasn't around March 8th. It was on Sunday. We get one day. Lori, Lori handled it. <laughs> you got a day, lady. <laughs> one day. One day. It's great. It's great. Yeah, well, you Lori know, actually, crushes it every year. Lori crushes it. What did you do this year? Um, I'm currently in the process of interviewing um, app developers, um, presidents of companies, um, engineers, um, game designers, uh, all women for the entire month of March that I'll be rolling out throughout the, the rest of this, this nice. week and next week and um, just kind of spotlighting them and reminding everyone. This is what it always comes to comes up for me <clears throat> around this time of year. Um, there's a lot of this sort of incorrect sentiment that there aren't enough women in tech or women don't aren't they're not interested in tech or we can't find any women to do the job in that this tech job that we want to do and that's absolutely not true they're out there and they're they're hungry for work and it's actually getting bigger and bigger as time goes by more and more women are interested in participating in different types of technology um, uh, uh, positions, you know, whether it's coding or running a company or, you know, designing or something like that, they're out there and they are participating in it. And there are a lot of women. And I just want to make sure that the history books don't write women out of, of the technological advances that have, that have happened in, in the world, the, the way women have been written out of certain other, um, you know, this categories in the world, I'm thinking music. <laughs> uh, okay. So I, it's, you know, I feel that it's important that we continue to, to raise awareness and remind people that there are a lot of women out there that are doing a lot of incredible things, especially in, in the tech world where we, we, we kind of consider that to be not um, filled with women. They're all out there. We don't see them as often as we should, but they're doing all kinds of things behind the scenes and, and really making strides and making, huge changes around the world so yay women <laughs> yay women and actually uh it is women's history month so we should give mm -hmm, you correct at least that and apple did a i thought they did a great thing in the app store highlighting uh women yes. developers women run companies um there are events uh there were events uh spotlighting women in the she creates series at uh, apple stores and uh, online which i think is is really great. Um, yeah, for the entire month of of uh, March, um, Apple is uh, having women participate in these, hosting these. Um, these these must be streamed because so, I don't think Alicia Keys is coming to my Apple store. Yeah. No, and they, they're different. So first of all, different stores in different locations are going to have 
you know, different right. events. And that specifically, the Alicia Keys is not going to be there. They're allowing you to go in and remix one of Alicia Keys' oh, songs. My, so, my, yeah, yeah. My kids have taken a bunch of these. And, Are they good? Oh, my gosh. They love them. And and they, they learn a lot. And they come back. I mean, I think that they, my, my daughter goes and she, like, remixed some, some, another band's stuff in GarageBand. And she comes back with all kinds of new ideas of what she can do. And what they do a lot of times is you see that that creator is on the big screen and talking about stuff. I saw the Zach King one, I think, at one of the stores. And so he's like talking about how to do quick things with your phone. And then the uh, and I think it's a really great model for education. I think they're doing a, a really good job there and and uh, of, of packing these like really cool assets along with um, something that gets you excited because there's a video of the really famous person. And then you have staff that's been really well-trained to kind of walk the kids through it. It's a it's a really strong model. And I think the only reason I talk about it a lot is just that it, I'm, I'm always amazed that my kids come back with these stories about what they learned at the Apple store. And I wish they'd learned that at school. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do do check with your local Apple store uh, because, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, yeah, due to coronavirus, some of these today at yeah. Apple's are being canceled. Yeah. In certain areas, they should stream them. Not that I have an opinion about that. Who would you call? You know, we if get one month a year, and the you know this this darn virus is taking our month away from us. Come yeah. on, we should have a redo, a do over. You should get October. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Let's just have just when like starting up again, and then it'll be a little. It'll, it'll, Honestly, it'll, half the year should be women's but months. But all right, <laughs> every um, every damn day, Leo. Every damn day, uh, Apple Music is asking Lady Gaga to help as well. Um, the music streaming service's new artist in residence. She's curated a, a, play, a playlist called Women of Choice. Uh, of course, her single Stupid Love is on it, but also music from St. Vincent, Rosalia, Grimes, Charlie XCX. Is that how you say that? It's not 1910 or whatever. <laughs> and Hyam, among others. Uh, Taylor Swift will also get one. Megan Trainer. Kailani and Haley uh, Steinfeld will have other uh, artist curated playlists and Beats One will feature interviews with women Selena Gomez, Demi Lovato, Miranda Lambert Dua Lipa and Halsey among others so good, thank you Apple um, meanwhile Apple, Spotify and others accused of music industry conspiracy <laughs> In a related story, a new antitrust lawsuit filed yesterday claims Apple and other companies have built out an illegal buyer's conspiracy to block out licensing competition. The complaint was filed with the U.S. District Court for the District of Connecticut uh, by a uh, performer's rights organization, Pro Music Rights, PMR. Uh, they're suing the entire streaming music industry and other broadcasting ent entities, including not just Apple, but Amazon, Google, Spotify, SoundCloud, claiming they entered into an illegal agreement, combination, and or conspiracy. In other words, they colluded to shut PMR out of the market and fix prices. This is why we can't have nice things. Mm. Well, I don't know. I they might be right. I did also just read an article that the music industry is having the best year, or had last year, the best year it's had since... In, in like 10 years and there were a because lot because of streaming music. I, 
there are a lot of us that would, were saying that 10 years ago. Like, if we just moved to subscription, we're going to make a lot more, everyone's going to make a lot more money, and there's going to be this down thing. And then, uh, you know, there's a lot of us that were just like, you guys are nuts. You know, why would you not get paid every time someone plays it? When they buy a CD and then they play that CD over and over and over again because it's their favorite CD, the artist doesn't get any more money. But when you play it on Spotify over and over and over again, or Apple Music over and over again, they get paid every time. Now, they, get, they don't get paid a lot, but they still get whatever they're, you know, so PMR is actually just one 20-year-old guy named Jake Nock. What a lunatic. Um, uh, okay. Uh, and the reason he's suing in Connecticut, I guess, is that's where he is. He, they say uh, he was streaming works that they've licensed to users in Connecticut, having purchased licenses from BMI, but not directly from PMR. PMR says we have the right to license uh, two million works from ASAP Rocky, Wiz Khalifa, Pharrell, Young Jeezy, or Young, is it Jeezy? Lil Yachty. I always get in trouble with these names. Soldier Boy, Nipsey Hustle, Two Chains, Migos, Fallout Boys, and others. Uh, he says, you got to come to me to license it, not BMI. So, I, you know, and they're like, courts will decide. Uh, okay. Who are you? Yeah, what exactly. Is, like, we already you are, made a deal with BMI. You would be. There's BMI and ASCAP and everybody else. There's not really any reason for the for these guys to deal with anybody else. A third party. Third yeah, party. I mean, like, why would they imagine how crazy it would be? Uh, the insanity. It'd be hard to That's do. Why so, a nut job. I'm sure the courts will have something to say. Yeah, they're gonna say you're a nut job. <laughs> I, I bet you this gets this gets dismissed. You know, before it summarily, even gets trial. summarily, summarily dismissed, dismissed. Yeah, as because he's a nut job. We called your parents. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You called your parents, and we're sending you home. Stop. Well, this. on the other hand, maybe he's just a real go getter. Yeah. We got some PR out of it. Maybe that's it. What it's all about? I don't know. Yeah. It's got to be. That's tough. it. You know that it sort of seems like it's just somebody who is they want, like I want my cut. It's kind of the right. idea behind this right. of like you know right. there's a lot of people out there that went into that did the work to make the music good and somebody just wants to own licensing rights to it and then sue people for not you know for for sharing licensing rights with other people. It sounds like too. So. I don't know. This is, all this stuff seems a little shady to me, and it I, it always rubs me the wrong way when it comes to music stuff and people wanting more money while the the actual artists aren't getting, you know, they're getting less and less because these other companies are wanting more and more. So I don't know. Stop Spoken it. Spoken <laughs> as a true unsigned artist. Exactly. <laughs> um, so you didn't have a, a a deal with PMR with Jake. <laughs> I did not have a deal with Jake. Sick Burn is <laughs> not represented. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> he's not represented by PMR. He's not represented by uh, Jake. All right, let's take a break. Get your uh, your picks of the week prepared and ready uh, because we are going to uh, wrap things up. But first, a word from our sponsor. I'm just logging into my Hover account. Hover is where I register all my domain names. And I can give you a couple of reasons why I'm a big fan of Hover. Let me just put my two-factor in. That's one of the reasons I'm a big fan. Hover's security is excellent. In fact, there was at one point somebody who was going around trying to hijack podcasters' URLs. I got a call from Hover immediately saying, hey, we've had this problem. Uh, we're going to fix it. Put two-factor on. I like that. I like a company. Look, every, there's security flaws. There's problems all the time. I always judge a company not by whether they're flawless, but by how they respond 
when something happens and how they fix it. And Hover did a great job. I can't remember when I changed the Hover, but it's been it's awesome. It's so much better. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Great. You see all these are the domains. And by the way, one of the things you get when you register a domain, these are all my domains. Easy to manage, Hover. too. I mean, the, the interface is the nice. The DNS is great. Yeah. Hover will do your email for you or forward your email along. They have one to button connectors to all of the major you know, websites, and so it's very easy. In fact, I, I love having domain names because I use them all the time for, like my Minecraft server has its own domain, right. right? Which makes it easy to share that. My cloud has its own domain. I, I just meant I have ideas, and, and I just lets me express them. You know, everyone has a hobby, and I have, yeah. I, oh, I can do a business around that, and I make a, I make a URL, and then I never do anything with it. It's but really, it's for it's anybody who's, who's business-minded or an entrepreneur, Hover, Hover yeah. is, a, is kind of a must-have, because you can't really do a business if you don't have the domain. Yeah. First thing you do, as you see, is the domain available. Every great idea deserves, deserves a great domain name. 300 extensions, too. So you're not limited just .com, .net. You can see I use a lot of uh, third-party weird extensions, which, uh, you know, Leo.Pizza is still available if anybody wants that. But I have a lot of other ones, including Leo.Social, Laporte.Tech, Laporte.Coffee. I still haven't figured out what to do with I think if my coffee Laporte maker coffee. ever needs a domain, yeah. I have it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Laporte.host. I haven't used that one, but I thought that may be for web hosting as opposed to yeah. show hosting. And you can get creative. Like, you know, I uh, made a mistake and, and let my, uh, you know, moving back and forth before Hover, this is actually why I moved to Hover, and let alexlindsay.com, which I had registered like in 2000 over, expire. And someone bought it. And I was like, you know, no one's used it, but I'm, and uh, so I asked them how much they wanted to pay, and they were, you know, it was expensive. I didn't. I was like, I'm not going to pay for it. So I got a bunch of other Alex Lindsay dot other things that I can use um, at Hover, yeah. and it was just easy to find them. It's easy to to grab onto it. And then I, and then I told the guy to go, you know, go like do yourself. Yeah, exactly. One of the things I really like about uh, having your own domain names is having a unique email address that you can have different email providers, but you give out that one address for the rest of your life. That's it. I also I registered Leoist. It's very short mm -hmm. as my my short domain URL. So I can use right. that for a, sh a you, domain shortener, right. uh, which is because it's only six characters, leo.ist. Right. I couldn't get leo.com or leo.net right. or leo.org, but I was able to get leoist, which I kind of like. Yeah. It's, you know, it's kind of fun. And so Hover makes it very easy. You can see I have domain forwarding uh, turned on here. So when you go to leo.ist, it forwards to my Keybase uh, proof of identity, things like that. I just think this is such a great thing to do. Notice who is privacy is on by default, part of the price. I always turn on transfer lock and auto renew too because I, I want my domains to review automatically. I love Hover for registering domains. No matter what you want to build, no matter what business you want to start, there's a domain name waiting for you. Great technical support. No upsell. I think that's really important because there are a lot of registrars. You've got to go through 30 pages of crap yeah. just to register a domain name. It's a very easy to manage UI. And if you do do your own DNS, some of you do. I like it that you could do the automated stuff with like Squarespace and WordPress right. and all that. But I do a lot of custom DNS and they make it as easy as possible to do that. Uh, they also, you should check regularly because they have monthly sales on popular TLDs. So, you know, you go there, .me was on sale a while ago, mm -hmm. .blog, you can get some great uh, uh, domain names. Use a domain name that represents your passion, that represents you. And once you start registering domain names, you'll find a many more. Sickburn, sickburn.pizza. Sick, <laughs> I think sickburn.ninja. 
Yeah. Is there a. Is, I like sickburn.pizza. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. There probably is a sickburn.rock or rocks. Hover.com slash twit. Go right now. Check it out. 10% off your domain extension. 10% off for the full year. So, I mean, they're very affordable to begin with, but I really am a fan. We all use Hover. Even Steve Gibson, because he was moving off one of the old, you know, the classic ones that, you know, he was just terrible that everybody used really expensive. And he asked on Twitter, what should I use? And everybody said, just use Hover, Steve. Yeah. Just you, and he's so happy to. And they do, and they can move your URLs. They have kind of a concierge service, right? They, they can. They do, because I, as you can see, I moved when we moved mm -hmm. to Hover uh, years ago. I moved a ton of addresses, and I asked them, "Just can you do the work?" Yeah. It was a lot easier uh, to do that. Although it's not hard to do it. I've got twit.watch, twit.agency, twit.questions, twit.careers.company.equipment.expert. I've got. Fr if I always thought, if I ever get arrested. I want to have freelaport.com. <laughs> so I'm, I'm saving that. You see, I registered that six years ago. Uh -huh. I'm saving it just in case. Freelaport.com. Could be a, like free willy. Yes. Hover.com slash twit. Thank you, Hover. Andy and Akko, let's start with you this week. Your pick of the week. Uh, we had a really, really big and important anniversary happen on Sunday. Uh, it was on March 8th of 1978 the first episode of the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy yes. went out on, B on bbc can you believe radio. that how long it's been that's amazing it is the 42nd anniversary which is you're not going to we're not celebrating the 50 well okay we'll celebrate the 50th as well but you got to celebrate the 42nd uh and so this is a good chance to remind people who maybe may, a lot of a lot of these things skip a generation so there's a whole generation that didn't grow up with peers who are like oh my god you haven't read the history guide to the galaxy you go oh i'm here here take my copy take my copy you don't even, you don't even give it back uh it's a uh, it's still just one of the funniest, one of the best, one of the most influential uh, of science fiction books ever written. And for me, especially like as a kid, I was uh, I had lots of friends who were into science fiction, but I didn't like a lot of the most of the science fiction that they recommended because a lot of it was, hi, I'm 43 years old and I'm going to explain to you how I think the universe would be different if doorknobs were all square. I'm like, okay, characters, plot. No, no, no. But okay, now also, because the doorknobs are square, yeah, I'm not really interested in the square doorknob. This is, it was full of fantasy and just absurdism influenced by Monty Python and influenced by, by P.G. Woodhouse. Uh, and every single page, it was, this is just absolute silliness from page after page after page, but it, with coherence. Uh, and it all started off with this BBC radio series. And one of the reasons why it's just so bizarre is because Douglas Adams was real, even, even decades after his death, the legend of how he just did not want to get anything done on time persists if anything it is magnified like a giant prism spreading out throughout the throughout the cosmos so he oftentimes he was writing scripts as the thing was being recorded like they'd be recording act one and he'd be in another room like writing act here's two the and act uh, three. here's the group uh all no oh, oh you got laurie's yeah. got it that's yep. nice and the radio series is the best one this is the uh, the group douglas yeah. adams and the uh, performers uh yeah. at the bbc theater let me play Every time I hear it, I think I can play a little bit of this. Can you get my audio? You can't hear. Oh, wait a minute! I turned it off. Let's turn it. Let's turn it back on. The sounds of theater from National Public Radio. I recorded the public radio one, so that's why that begins with that. But here's the sound: the yeah. Eagles uh, song. 
that begins it. Journey of the Sorcerer. I get... The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy by Douglas Adams. Starring Peter Jones as the book. Something's wrong with it. It's sped up, so I apologize. But there's the music. Every time I hear that music, I get chills. I get chills. Yeah. Yeah. So remember, we talk about the books, we talk about the movie, we talk about the TV show, but it was originally a BBC... Yeah. Radio show, as you said, Douglas Adams was writing it as <laughs> as they were yep. going to yep. the studio, and it, it is amazing. one of the greatest radio shows of all time. It is, and and uh, and I would say they so pan the uh, Macmillan's the Macmillan publisher, I think, pan something. They're doing like reprints of the entire series, including uh, including the radio scripts. I would suggest if you can't get a hold of the, definitely listen to the radio series. Uh, but the books are also amazing. The first the first three let's say and maybe the fourth in the series are also good the there was a fifth uh, and at this point they were the publisher was basically saying hi but i really want to write this book about traveling the world and looking for looking for nearly extinct species like okay we will let you write that book if you write us another multi-million i'm sorry another series uh, another uh, hitchhiker's book uh, and so it's uh, i the even the, the book of radio scripts is an amazingly good read because it has all of the stage directions and all the background stuff and so it's I, th- this is a series I mean, that I Peter reread every year. It's too. still sped up. I'm going to have to get a new copy of it. <laughs> Wait, did you Lori's buy that one. somewhere, uh, Lori? Because that's... Uh, yeah. it, was a, it was a Christmas present to me, but I believe they found it on Amazon. So I think that... I yeah. don't think it's hard to find it. It's a... It's, it's a, a it's, it's on Audible as well. CD set. Oh, it's on Audible. Good. All right. Because I, like I said, I recorded this off the radio. <laughs> Maybe that's why after being <laughs> Maybe that's why it's after up. being translated over and over and over again, it's slightly sped up. <laughs> uh, I agree 100%. 42nd anniversary. Yeah. Hard to believe. Hitchhiker's Guide. Life to answer everything in the universe. 42. That's right. 40. Oh, that's why it's a big deal. Exactly. Yep, oh, oh, Leo. Oh. Remember, remember, remember how that... I think I even said that last week when I recommended that Filson field bag that all my life is ever since I was a little kid, part of me was like, at some point, I'm going to have to acquire a bag that's what I figure is exactly like what Ford Prefect was traveling the universe with as a field as a as a field contributor. to the And you got to keep a towel in it, of course. And I feel as exactly that's why I like the That's why I like that weather flap, because you can put the towel on top of it and then just simply put the flap over it. I wish uh, you were joking. Very and nice. And there's a lot on the on the. There's the. Uh, I think the one you're looking for is narrated by Peter Jones, Simon Jones. You know the long Peter list. Peter Jones. There's, they do the, the audio book, which is like Stephen Fry and and Martin Freeman. Okay, which are so good. that's fine. It's very good. In fact, you should have it all. Yeah, you should listen to it. Yeah, it's true. You should. <laughs> Pretty much everyone that I know, of, if you say I've got a I've got a question, the 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 the, the reaction is always 42. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like you know, and then and then and then we can we can figure it out. It's show James Thompson. Renee Ritchie has a great uh, pick for us as well. Renee, yeah. So in order to compete with Andy, who just kept looking more and more realistic every week, I had to up my webcam game. I tried everything. I tried DSLRs, tried cine cameras. Nothing worked. So finally, I broke down, and I. It's not quite what Lori had last time. I think she had something a little bit fancier. But I got the Logitech 4K. Uh, camera and it's just is this the, the previous one I had was ten, yeah, yeah yeah it's just it's the, I had the 1080p one the 920 for so long and it was a good right. camera at its time but when I saw what Lori looked like with the latest and greatest <laughs> technology I had I knew I had to up my game so it's a little bit pricier it's 199 oh. uh, I, I was thinking about it I was thinking I was thinking wow you look really good I figured you just you just got the new 
uh, webcam or is it the uh, um, capture cam? Is that right? Is that what you have, Lori? Oh, uh, sorry, it's the stream cam. Stream cam I'm is sorry. what it's called. Not stream cam. Yeah, yeah. So, so, but yeah, so the stream cam. So I thought that was you just you just followed what she did, uh, but the, no, uh, I swerved. Yeah, you went. You were like, <laughs> I gotta do better. No, it looks good. It looks really good. He needed that 4K. Yeah. And it's good now because everyone is stressing remote work and distancing and all these things. And if you if you use MacBooks for all of their virtues, do not have good webcams. It's not something that Apple has prioritized over super slim lids. So this, it, it can either, I have mine on a Gorillapod, but you, because you can unscrew the, the little flap there and just mount it on any tripod you, you want. Uh, yeah. But uh, you can get it with this and just put it on the back of your display, especially if you don't have a webcam. And it just it, it, the, the better you look, the the more like in real life I find the experience feels. It, it is USB-C on that side. It is not USB-C on the other side. I felt a little bit like I was caught in a time machine. So I just pulled that plug out and stuck a proper USB-C uh, USB uh, in there. There's. There's Andy's I'm, version. I'm, I'm, I'm helping. I'm helping out because you can't show off this camera because you're you're using this camera. Using this it. is mine. Yeah, yeah. So yes, here's the the. It's a big. It's a big advantage over like the previous edition of this camera because uh, on the previous edition, the what the the thingy that lets you screw it into a tripod and perch it on top of your monitor is actually like hard mounted into the thing, which made it almost impossible to like pack for travel. But with this one, it comes with a detachable version yeah. of that. Um, the only the only caveat I will give if you have an older Mac like a 2015 uh, or excuse me an i let's say a, a mid range i5 Mac from a few years ago you might find that the uh, you can't stream in 4K or use the digital zoom features of it because I found that when I when I have this plugged into my MacBook my my 2015 MacBook Pro it is a 4K camera and the Logitech software you can download lets you use a digital zoom so you're still getting full HD even though you're using a digital zoom but it was still pumping so much data into that into that USB 3 port that it was downscaling it uh, quite severely so yeah. I wasn't getting the the advantages that I thought I was going to be able to get but on but on a on a more modern Mac and on a higher uh, higher capacity Mac it works just great and, and I and I really think that the Logitech has really kind of cornered this market as far as high quality cameras. I mean, whether it's the the 920s, we were our standard for a long yeah, yeah. time, and I think they now have the 922, and then the Streamcam, and then the Brio. And I just think it's the best class of of cameras right now at different price points. Um, and I've tested a lot of webcams, <laughs> you know, and, and 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 I think that the detail that we're that that you see, um, and even just the what it does with light sensitivity and control over the cameras, yeah. I think, is pretty much I, the best. It's, it's not. It's not just the resolution. If you're still yeah. using a 920, it really is. Like I, I'm actually doing this with the 920 still because yeah. I haven't. I, I need to swap out some hardware. I, you would not see quite so much of this blooming. You would see better shadow detail uh, once I swap out. I, I'm, I'm swapping out new, new, a new computer onto the station, and that's what I'm going to be uh, putting this in permanently. But you can see the difference. It's, it's a good. Uh, it's a good situation, but it would be a lot, lot better uh, just with simply tonality. So even if you don't care about 4K. Uh, you'll get a big, big improvement in the video quality. And you really can. I mean, we've done some stuff where we're taking multiples of these cameras and plugging them in and using Wirecast or OBS where you're jumping between those cameras. If you're really looking for a cost-effective way to uh, do live streaming, that is a, you know, that, that starts to I get pretty good. I need something with HDMI out, though, because I got that Blackmagic Mini ATEM. Well, see, I was going to pick the, the Canon C500 Mark II Leo. That has HDMI <laughs> out, but yeah. I figured it's not a great webcam. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's also probably more than 200 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing. Uh, thank you. Good pick. Good pick. Uh, 
We've used Logitech cameras and set them out for years, but that one looks even better than usual. That's really yeah. good. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Alex Lindsay's Pick of the Week. So QuickTime's great. QuickTime <laughs> quick is QuickTime even? Do they still offer QuickTime? Yeah, they do. QuickTime's free. <laughs> yeah. So QuickTime is it love. free? Quick not QuickTime Pro. Well, QuickTime Pro. It's built it. There's no more QuickTime. There's Pro. no. There's oh. just QuickTime. There's okay. just QuickTime, and it's great. And I use it a lot to do screen records and to playback stuff, and it's on everything, and you can pop it over. But some of us need something more refined. Well, you need LUTs, crops, and flops. I do. <laughs> I do need. So I, I actually needed this because I, I shoot almost everything on my Blackmagic camera in in log. And so being able to, you know, have look up, being able to open something up and then have a lookup table and being able to really look at what I'm, you know, and, and having a more refined player that I can use. Um, so this is uh, called log, screen. Log is a professional format that doesn't yes, logarithmic. It, it doesn't look good. In log. But uh, but some it, people. So if you're out there shooting in log and then posting that to YouTube tomes. without making any any transform, <laughs> yes, shame on you. That's a weird shame look. Shame on you. It is like. But the reason you like, use it is because you're getting more data, but you have, you have to apply a lot. Then you play a lot, a lookup table. Uh, otherwise, so, it won't look like. It, I use the it looks like it was pour, someone poured coffee on it. Yeah. And so so the uh, so you have to put it it's, through the lookup table, and and you can do that in Final Cut. You can do it in a lot in After Effects and Premiere, and you know all those things. But but the. Uh, um, but the idea is that I've, why do I want to open it? I just want to view it. I want to have, you know, uh, really be able to play with what that look looks like. Um, being able to kind of have, um, uh, look at image sequences. Uh, you know, all of these things are, are things that are important. And so this is just a great app. It feels pro. It has the tools that you need. Uh, and so if you're really looking, you know, there's all these things that people like me really want. And so if you're listening and you're really into more, pro, you're looking for a pro, uh, player that really gives you all that kind of power user uh, data. I think this is the best solution I've I've found as a kind of a lightweight um, playback tool that I can just kind of open up. It's not like opening it into Final Cut or opening it into something else. This is it's what you like, use for your TikTok videos. No, I use Final Cut for my TikTok <laughs> okay. videos. This is what I this is what this is what I preview the playbacks on. You know, so you know, so uh, for my ninety nine bucks a year, twenty nine bucks thereafter. Uh, yeah, it's it's. It's an it's you know it's not something that if you just need a, a little for free pros. player, but for, if yeah. you're a pro, that's not a big number in it. And for all of these tools to be all kind of put in here, and you can do some export and transcode. So you know, I love is, for all of the features, it's got just a pure clean display. Well, and, and the other nice thing about it is you can't hide it all. So there's like a little carrot there on the right, and you can roll it up, roll it down. So you're not like stuck with right. having all, but you can open it up and then have all these tools. So it's, it, it does allow you to have kind of a clean uh, aperture when you when you want it. Right. Um, and so I just think that this is how you turn on. All, now, you, you, this is how you really, if, if you're doing kind of pro work and you want to be able to view it, it's not for your average person to just put the, you know, to get this and it also works with they have another one called lattice which allows you to kind of build the LUTs or create new LUTs and and work with LUTs and so on and so forth so um there's a couple different options there and so it's uh but it's a it's a very useful this app is quite for, amazing what a lot of stuff in here yeah i like the barcode i i, I haven't used the barcode uh you know like it's, it's kind of like i was kind of <laughs> like i don't know what i do with that but i think that uh it does give you um, a look of your entire film. So if you had something really long, you can take a look at it and see if, uh, and some of this gives you a sense of what colors you're going through in different scenes. Um, but I, again, I... Uh, so the barcode basically takes the kind of the color from any given 
frame and puts yeah. them all together. Kind of just squeezes all the frames in, together into there, yeah. one uh, long image that looks like yeah. a barco, a little like a barco. But you yeah. could kind of like if your film is gloomy and gray, it will be gloomy and gray. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. <laughs> like this was the gloomy. You can see here that you had the act one was sunny, right, and then act two was gloomy. very gray. And Act Three was sunny, sunny again. again. Yeah. So they they got him. They described the tree in Act One. They got him up the tree in Act Two, and they got him down the tree in Act Three. Who was it? I interviewed recently, Karsten, uh, that does this for movies. Like this was his thing. He was doing, and he was doing big prints, big long prints. Oh, I don't know. But he couldn't ever get Hollywood to buy into it. Well, I don't remember. Yeah, it was somebody really cool, <laughs> and I just forgot. Screen is available from VideoVillage.co.co for ninety. As I said, ninety nine bucks. Good pick. Lori Gill has a cineast's pick, too. Hello, Lori Gill. Hi. So, um, Max von Sydow uh, passed away yesterday. He was 90 years old. I was and so sad when I read that. I just yeah. love him. He's been in so many movies that I, I think if you don't know his name, you know, his you face. would know, you would yeah. know, you would just know him because he's he's just been a working actor for a very, very long time. Um, this pick actually comes from Karsten. Thank you, Karsten, for the recommendation on this. I had never heard of this movie before yesterday. It's called The Apple War, and it <laughs> stars Mac Max von Sydow. It's a Swedish film from 1971 about um, a very small rural town in Sweden um, that is being... Um, there's a uh, some some investors that want to come in and they want to build a Deutschneeland, um, which would be a very large amusement park. Just for and German everyone's tourists. Everyone's on board with it. Yep, yep. Everyone's on board with it at first because it seems like a really great idea. It'll bring in, um, you know, more tourists to buy things. And the, and there's this amazing. Um, uh, sort of city council meeting or, or or a resident meeting at the beginning where all these people are asking, well, you know, I'm a pig farmer. Do you think that, I, you know, I could raise these pigs and maybe sell them to, to the children so that they could have them as pets? And then I could even buy them back from them when they're all grown up and I could, you know, butcher them and sell them for meat. And there's this investor guy who's like, um, yeah, that's a possibility. So there's all these sort of these people that are asking how will this benefit my town and there's this this investor who is kind of like sure that that that's a possibility so they all get on board with it at first but then um they they start to realize that maybe this isn't really going to be such a great idea for the for the town to bring in this giant conglomerate it's very much um pitting um home life and community against these giant corporations that that would come in and, and just level out something and and turn it into an amusement park and there's that sort of you know paving of paradise idea behind it it's got fantastical elements in it there's a little magic to be had in the the family that um max von Sydow is is the the head of that um they you know to to trick and use magic to to kind of get the town back to to its its roots and not um have this giant amusement park built in their in their town so it it's a very lovely little story and i found a version of it on youtube that has um us oh. um i was going to uh, ask subtitles. where you found this because a 1971 it's, movie from sweden is not going to be on netflix 
It's yeah, it's very hard to find it. And it's because I wanted to ha to watch this before today. I didn't go find a DVD copy that had subtitles. Don't even know if that exists, actually. But I did find somebody on YouTube and I, I don't want to, um, you, you know, it's a movie, down, so I want so. people to buy yeah. it. So yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't want to yeah. to mislead people. But I did find it on the internet with um, English subtitles on YouTube. So if you do want to do the search yourself, you should be able to find it. And it's really great. Honestly, that's one of those things where, I wish that that this could happen more so that I wouldn't have been able to watch that movie if it weren't for the fact that just somebody who loved this movie put it up with subtitles, U.S. subtitles, so I could see it. Nice. So um, it's great. The Apple Cricket. Apple Cricket. He plays <laughs> he plays the family fighting Deutschland, which is uh, being built by somebody called Jean Volkswagener. <laughs> yeah. So I have a feeling it's a little bit of satire. And his wife. Oh, yeah. It. <laughs> it's, it's very satirical and lighthearted and fun. Fun. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, yeah. I'm going to save my pick for the end of the show. We're going to show it. We have a new show coming uh, in a couple of weeks to tweet called Hands on Macintosh. I said, you know what? I want to do this one. So we're going to have a, a lot of fun showing. The first thing I show is the better toolbar, better touch bar. But uh, we'll talk a little. I'm going to do a lot of terminal stuff because nice. I'm, I'm all over about the terminal and brew. And so that's going to be a lot of fun. It'll be a weekly show. Comes out every Friday. Short, five, ten minutes, quick hits, little Mac tips for the expert and the inexpert. So we'll play a little uh, promo for that at the uh, end of the show. But first, I want to thank everybody for being here. Uh, uh, in Women's Month, it's so important to have a woman in the show. Thank you, Lori Gill, for making every this <laughs> more than just a sausage fest. She's managing I, I am a woman online. every month. Too. Every month she's a woman. It's amazing. <laughs> she's just very consistent that way. Uh, catch your band Sickburn uh, at a theater near you. Appaholic on the Twitter, A-P-P-A-H-O-L-I-K. Thank you, Lori. So nice. Thank to you have so you. much for having yeah. me. I feel really good about being the bread in this sausage factory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. That means Alex Lindsay's the mustard. Uh, he is. I relish him. <laughs> he is at 090.media at Alex Lindsay on the Twitter and uh, joins us every week. And it's always a pleasure to have you. Thank you, Alex. Thank you for making your way up. Mm -hmm. uh, Renee Ritchie from iMore. His vector show is at iMore.com slash vector. He works very hard to make new shows for you every single day. What's uh, what's the current episode about? Uh, I start speculating about how Apple can make five iPhones in a year and their prices could range from $399 to whatever, adding a 5G modem to the already $1099 Max. Uh, <sighs> and then tomorrow's show is all about what Apple could do with WWDC if we're not all there in person. Ay, ay, ay. You know, I didn't uh, do the Jean-Louis Gasset article. I'd mentioned it. I teased it, but I forgot to uh, put it in the uh, content about ARM and the future of ARM and how it might even be possible with some new high-end ARM designs to make a Mac, professional Mac, uh, not quite a Mac Pro maybe, but a Mac. Uh, so we'll save that for next week. Yeah. Andy Anako, Chicago, not Chicago Sun-Times, <laughs> former Chicago Sun-Times, America's favorite Emeritus. Sideburns. Oh, um, hey, Emeritus. He's also a uh, <laughs> West Coast editor for, I don't know, I've lost track of what I'm saying. Uh, WGBH Boston. Part of the mighty WGBH Boston's <laughs> public radio station, NPR. Uh, I'm going to be on uh, uh, Thursday at 1230 this week and then back to Fridays after that. Thank you, sir. I appreciate Thanks. it. We do MacBreak Weekly on Tuesdays. 
around right after iOS today. You actually can make this a whole Mac Apple day for yourself. Uh, iOS today starts at 9 a.m. Pacific, and then we come on around 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern time, uh, adding uh, 8. That would be uh, 1,900 UTC. Check us out uh, at twit.tv slash mbw. Or, best thing to do, subscribe in your favorite uh, podcaster. And uh, that way you'll get the show the minute it's available every single Tuesday. Thanks for joining us. Time to get back to work because break time is over. Now look at hands-on Macintosh. See you later. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new show on the Twit Network. This is episode zero of Home Hands-On Mac. My name is Leo Laporte. You may have seen me on such shows as The Screensavers and Call for Help. I've been doing Mac Break Weekly for almost 15 years, but I wanted to do a short show, a five-minute program every week that will cover my favorite Mac apps, my favorite Mac tips, getting deep into the terminal, using Brew, all of the tools that people have been using Mac, like me, for years, really love about this great operating system. One thing that's sure, Apple has not made Mac OS easier to use over the years, but it has made it more powerful. And I'm going to show you ways you can get the most out of your Macintosh. The show will come out every Friday. It's a quick hit. You can watch or listen, but you got to subscribe. Go to your favorite podcast application or Stitcher or Slack or a Pocket Cast or you know the drill. Subscribe to Hands on Mac. We're also on YouTube and you can always get it from our website at twit.tv slash H-O-M. There's audio and there's video. Whichever way you subscribe, I will see you uh, starting March 20th. That's one week from today, our very first Hands-On Mac. I'll see you then.